asshole burns. <laughs> okay. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. <laughs> Fucking asshole. Instant dissatisfaction. Oh. That's your fatality. I have never gotten you to react so quickly to an opening line before. Why? God damn it. Oh my so, god. Absolute victory. Rage building. What is causing oh, the butthole burning? My, that was my fucking curb stop from orbit. I think I can retire now. Oh, man. I don't even know. Ask Smith's what they put in their fucking grocery store wings that I bought yesterday. That's pretty much all I've had. Oh, God. I, if you could see the disapproving frown I have on my face right now. Uh, I don't want to see. I don't want to hear about it. Okay. I have a half opened. Uh, I'm sorry. Half eaten box of oatmeal raisin cookies next to me. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure that's helping the situation. Yeah, that's that's uh, not good. Uh, whatever, that's tomorrow's problem. <laughs> no, that would be your problem in 15 minutes, Connor. <laughs> now, Connor, let let the advice of an older man sink into your brain at this point. You can't keep eating like this. It's just I'm gonna well get aware. worse. Oh, I know. It's I have just to gonna get worse. Also, by the way, for those who think it's uh, those who think this way, I am not a great big fat person. Um, <laughs> I'm actually You're not a great thin. big fat person. Okay. I'm actually. <laughs> I'm, not big fat. I'm not a fat. Oh, boy, was she that great big fat girl? Um, I'm actually fairly thin, and I don't know where all this food actually goes. Well, <laughs> now I do. <laughs> oh, yeah, show canceled forever. It just it just comes out in a different form. All right, a I'm at my hole. top five worst now. <laughs> A black hole, much like Connor's asshole, is coming to envelop the entire history of the show right now. I fucking hate everything about this. <laughs> uh, I mean, I mean, you all lean on me to open the shows. It was a matter of time before we open with a poop joke. I mean, I don't, I don't know, know if we've ever been really given the choice. I feel it's just you just jump right in. I just steal it. <laughs> You know, when we first started out, uh, Chris was doing these very bombastic Chris, intros. Chris, Chris was doing these very, um, the the word I would use is, uh, robotic. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but he was trying for something. I he prefer was trying. this, though. <laughs> the problem is, it sounded so canned that it it came off like, Welcome to the Phantom Zone. Yeah. Uh, I am Chris Smith. Chris is it's, a very specific person. I don't think I can ever explain him to anyone, but he's the most <laughs> monotone. He's the most. <laughs> he's the most was, monotone person on earth. It was like being introduced by Stephen Hawking's talking computer. Like, it's, oh, it was God. great. I love that yeah. guy. I fucking love Chris. God, he's funny as fuck. But welcome uh, to the Phantom Zone. A lightning ball. to the Phantom Zone. A, a lightning rod of energy. He is. He's uh, our he's our regular old Ben Stein. Yes, that's exactly what he is. But hey, oh, so this episode's a... this episode's not about poop or Chris. Um, <laughs> it's, <laughs> uh, it's actually our kind of um to the 2017 all encompassing wrap up. Best of top fives for each of us and one pick for what we think is the most abysmally terrible thing about 2017. Yeah, and also if we want something that we just found in 2017, but maybe older that fits under our our purview um and we're going to be using the same rules that we do for movie specials which is um 
something that is based off of a comic book, um, something that is original, that is an original superhero or supervillain, um, or it's based off of a pulp, pulp novel or something of that nature. So that's... Oh, wow. Okay. Well, oh, crap. I well, got oh, my... Fuck me. Been, oh, fuck me, I then. Change my number one pick, then. Oh, fuck me, then. <laughs> well, I have to change my whole list, then. <laughs> but it's anything. It's video games, comics, movies, TV, whatever. So... Yeah, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. There's gonna be list. some. There's gonna be some bullshitting on this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think one of my numbers will kind of falls under one of those categories. So we'll see what happens when we get well, to it. Well, uh, that defeats me talking about War for the Planet of the Apes. Let me take it off there. Ah shit. Oh, you thought this was an after dark. <laughs> well, it's, it's an after dark now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we can stick with it, but I was thinking like. The... The stuff we normally talk about, but the top five of that. But uh, why don't we just like why don't we pick well, one thing? Cause, like, <laughs> there's a lot of comic book movies I would not put on my top five list this year. Yeah. I mean, fuck, surprisingly, I only, I only had two comic book movies on my list, and actually, no, I only had one movie on my list because it's a toss up between Logan and Wonder Logan actually won. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. I wouldn't. I like Spider-Man, but it's not going any top five anywhere. No, it's it's a good movie, but I wouldn't say it's my favorite movie. Like, it'll be fine. Yeah. And Justice League, sorry. <laughs> well, uh, wow. You, yeah. you earned a different accolade today. I I would never even I would never even know where to put that on my list. I oh, don't care. If, if we're I just wouldn't... talking about the six major movies, comic book movies that came out this year, Justice League's at my bottom of the list. Easily. I I wouldn't put Justice League in my top five anywhere for fear of Andy coming to my door and just shooting me in the face. <laughs> Andy might have like officially Andy ending legit. the podcast. I've never <laughs> seen. So, I've never seen Andy legit angry. <laughs> like mm. I've heard him jokingly angry, but he really hates that movie. And I like how it's never it's seemingly never ending. Like even today, like he's like. They should just fucking fought Star. Uh, what is it? Uh, Starro. 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 Yeah. Starro. <laughs> and killed him with glue solvent or whatever. <laughs> Dude, that'd, be amazing. I'd be okay with that. Because that's how they killed him in the comics, guys, or something like that. Um. So I say we just turn this into a semi after dark and continue with our yeah. written lists. If, sure. If... <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Fine, guys. The lunatics <laughs> are running the asylum now. <laughs> No, if that were the case, we'd, we'd be calling Stephanie and a few other people in to be a wrestling show. Uh, slowly, uh, just hear listen, Arlen slowly fade into nothing in the background. I have purged almost Did all Did someone mention something about wrestling? Dude, no, no, no. Like... Actually, full disclosure, full disclosure, like, I think, I think this is the lowest I've ever been on wrestling in my whole life, and I'm perfectly okay not talking about it. I am too. <laughs> Well, brother, I want to introduce you to a couple things that I've been reading and writing about. Have you ever heard of Vore before? Okay. Have you oh, ever read Jesus books Christ. about the Denver no. airport? No, the show is not going that direction. <laughs> I've also been reading a lot about Sonic the Hedgehog. No, no, no. God damn it. No. <laughs> okay. We need to stop this. All right. I swear uh, to God. <laughs> Um, okay, let's just, I guess we'll just dive into our own list then. Actually, thankfully, okay. the first few entries on mine are comic book related, so. Okay. Who wants to go first? Uh, I'll go first. My first one is Wolfenstein 2, but I don't know how many two, how many of you played that. I have played the first 
quarter of it, I would that say. That game is fucking crazy. I, I, I played Doom. Is that is that is that the same? <laughs> I, okay. <laughs> similar experience, Arlen, to be honest. Arlen, I'm not gonna lie. There are moments in Wolfenstein 2 that are crazier than Doom. Really? Wow. Yes. Just purely from a narrative perspective, because like there's moments in the game where you don't have control, and you're just observing, yeah. and it's it is cinema st- quality riveting. Okay. Here's how dedicated I'm gonna spoil Wolfenstein 2 like a little bit. I'm not gonna say who the character is. Okay. But let's just say there's a famous history character in the game, and there's an option. You can kick him while he's down on the ground, and it'll cause the game. You'll get a game over. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> Holy it's, shit. Yeah. I mean, I can. I think we can all guess who it is, but. Yeah. It, oh, it, it and it's also heavily setting something up for Wolfenstein. Oh, <laughs> heavily. Oh, oh, I'm really hoping it's going to be a, a cyber version of said character if it's who I'm thinking it is. You'll see when you get to that part. <laughs> okay. There, there's, there's some steps you can take from what, what I'm talking about to that. Um, okay. my impressions so far was during the opening stretch. Uh, Arlen, when I said like. The, my roommate uh, is not a single-player shooter at all. Dean is a online player. He started hmm. Wolfenstein, and he's like, "This is really good." It's... I'm like, "Yeah." I'm like, "Just because it's it's a it's a it's a captivating single-player experience that, with characters and and events that you give a fuck about." Right. And it's yeah. not it's not afraid to shock you. It's no, like... Not in the slightest. Like it's... I think I gasped in the first twenty minutes because like. I was forced against my will because one, my characters in the beginning, you're mostly physically disabled yes, uh, and you're almost defenseless and you have to sit there and watch as several Nazis do horrible things to your teammates. Oh yeah. No, it's slowly. So in the first game, the first like big choice you make is choosing between two, <laughs> two of your, two of your squad mates. And basically they don't give you a choice this time. <laughs> Yeah, yeah they, no, they're they, like, they, they, they take the choice from you and le- and just force you to watch something terrible happen to one of your in, teammates in a horrifying fashion. Yeah, yes. and then and then and then they, they sit, some... and then they rub your face in it literally. Oh God, yeah, <laughs> yeah, they do. I've definitely been being, at that part. Then, yeah, committed, it's being committed by a character who you thought you took out in the first game because you you let's just be honest, you destroyed half of her fucking face. Yeah, um, and you she comes back bad. super mad about it. Yeah. But the upside is that she 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 is the instrument of her own undoing because during this entire sequence her daughter is there too and she's a Nazi, and she is berating her Nazi daughter the whole time, calling her fat and pathetic. And then she her daughter does a face turn because the, her mother's like, "I read your diary. You're disgusting." And she's like, "You read my diary?" And then and then fucking and then does a heroic turn. It's great. It's that game so is awesome. Good. I will say that game is ridiculously tough. Like I it, tried playing so, on normal. Go ahead. Yeah, and you want they they did something that I didn't realize. Your health mm. is permanently stuck at fifty. Yeah, at the beginning. Okay, you're, yeah. Because you're you're, in, you're an invalid. Like yeah, you're dying. Okay. Like, <laughs> God, that just yeah. everything about that game is fucking incredible. I just didn't think a game like Wolfenstein could come back as strong as it did because. Mm. And then, okay, so they took EJ Blaskowitz, who's a fucking head on a screen. In the, in the first Wolfenstein, and made him into like this super compelling character that you just like. This, everything this, about like, him is this, cool. He's this, he's this pure of heart badass who 
He's everything the Nazis should love. Like, he's he's Aryan. He's he's a blonde-haired, blue-eyed badass who is also from Texas, married a Jewish woman, and and she's having his kids. And And he is a Nazi. He loves them. Yeah. Uh, And then you get his backstory in in the second game. And, like, his his mother was a Jewish woman who's... Yes, which means that he's Jewish. And his father was a horrible racist who would smack her around all the time and then forces you to shoot your own dog. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That, that when I got purpose. to that point, I, I aimed the shotgun away and... I tried and to aim at him. I tried aiming at him, too. <laughs> and I tried aiming at him, too. And then he grabs... He, he's, what does he say? He's like, he's like, God damn, you're pathetic. Can't do anything right. And then grabs the gun. And again, the game takes control from you and points it at the dog and kills it. Oh, see, that's thankfully he slapped me backwards, so I didn't have to see him killing that's the dog. One thing I really appreciate this game is it, like, when it comes to hard choices. Oh, hello, <laughs> hello, Hunter. He's like, oh, sorry. When there's out. when there's like intense hard choices like that, it's not shy about being like, no, you don't get a choice. Like, well, and, well, it's, and it's it's also because I, I do like the new. The new idea in gaming, like, because people bitch about choices, like, oh, choices don't matter. And, like, the creatively cynical writers are like, oh, yeah? Now your choices really won't fucking matter. And now you won't get a say in it. <laughs> but, like, somehow in Wolfenstein that works. Because it's like, the world is so yes. fucked. Yes. Like, and, it, and, and it works in Bioshock Infinite because Bioshock Infinite, the game is telling you the entire time. Your choices don't matter because this has happened over and over and over and over again, yeah. and you will make the same set of varying decisions over and over and over again for infinity until the universe explodes because that's what's supposed to happen. Yeah, yeah. there's like a there's like a podcast we could start about Bioshock Infinite. I think. Like, <laughs> yeah, fuck. we could start a podcast about Bioshock tomorrow. Like in and, general. Yeah. Like not even not even. Roach. I mean, like the subject. Every episode, a certain debate will come up, and it will just go on and on and on. But yeah. we won't have that here right now. Um, yeah, I'm, not a, I'm not opposed to this at all. Anyway, um, do you want to wrap up on that and move on to someone else's? Yeah, let's wrap up on that. I've really said all I had to say. Um, yeah, I'll go next. Um, for number five, I had the uh, Earth X crossover. Oh yes. Oh, oh fuck. All right, that's t- that is I actually mean... substituting my list yeah that that actually works it is kind of like a self-contained movie so yeah that's that's, that was my logic with it because it it wasn't it didn't feel like single episodes it just it felt like a a four-part movie essentially yeah that's how it was i guess uh stephen amell and grant gustin both were on social media saying like no we filmed it like it was a movie oh that makes sense then shooting like he said we treated it like it was a film yeah that's why there are some episodes before it and after it that feel like well why is that person not here and why is that person missing and it's because they were filming the crossover so yeah Yeah. it's because they're filming chicago pd (laughs) (laughs) yeah for me it was just i mean this was my first year really watching any of the cw shows and Mm -hmm. you know i was i was lukewarm on a lot of stuff i mean there were some episodes that were really good but this was this was just what pulled me in like this showed me the strength of the entire writing staff and all of the actors on the show. Like it's a, it shows the strength of this little TV universe they've built too. Yeah, yeah. it's like this There's is no, okay. nothing looks terribly weak. Right. Yeah. The, this is the opposite of the DC universe, where like they've built up to, they successfully built up that team up. Like mm-hmm. yes, yes, yes. Like and, 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 you got to pay when, off. 
and when the and when the reinforcements arrived at the end, it felt earned. Yeah, it did. And the and the reinforcements, the re, think about this, they successfully turned Citizen Steel into a big gun. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. because he shows up in like the fourth episode. You're like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they made Steel Porky's an interesting character that we yeah. care about. And they did God, I they love. Did, <laughs> they did the same thing with the Adam when he shows up, and just starts fucking badooshing everybody into fucking walls, like. Like, yeah. w- like when he does his giant hand thing, that was. <laughs> <laughs> I was listening the other day, and he's like. When he stops and he slaps a bunch of knots against the wall and he goes, it embiggens too. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Fucking. Uh, God, like, that Brent. whole crossover is like perf- almost perfection, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Like, almost. But, like, it is pretty high up there. And they, and they, every... and they gave them, like a well deserved write off. Like, Mm-hmm. It yeah. like it, they didn't they didn't Artemis anybody who I still don't know what the fuck happened to that woman. Um, <laughs> friend, she got blown up. Fucking wanted she put her no put her face in a fucking milk carton next episode. I have no idea where that bitch went. She had a pulmonary embolism. <laughs> <laughs> god, I love that. I love that it's become a meme. Oh my god. <laughs> but yeah, uh, it just it, it showed everything that like a good comic book show should be. Yeah. Or at least should uh, uh, aspire to be. Like yeah. this is the payoff for multiple seasons, and if Marvel could follow this, like they could destroy everything. But they're too busy worrying about movies to worry like, about TV shows. And you know, it's funny because their movies are starting to show um, very uh, weak connective tissue, as we've said before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm excited for Infinity War. I'm stupidly excited for Infinity War. I am too. But, but in the back of my too, like... in the back of my head, I'm like. But what if this happens? Right. I don't what? know. I think I think it's going to be a different different cup of cup of tea with this though because. It's, I'm a, it's but then a, again, I'm like I'm also like this is the Russo brothers coming back to direct mm-hmm. Avengers. It's the first Avengers exactly. movie that hasn't been directed by Whedon, so. Exactly. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but that's I mean that's we we talked to death about the Earth X crossover, but I just needed to bring that up because like that's, I said that was that was something very special. High up there. That's, high up yeah. there. That's agreeable actually, and that's my number three. So we don't have to cover my third. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, I'll go with my number five. This is, um, this, uh, 2016, 2017 were, like, wonderful comic book years for me now, because I, since joining the Fan Zone group, I was like... If you're a DC fan. Yeah. Add <laughs> 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 that asterisk in there. Funny you mentioned that, because my number, my number five pick is DC Rebirth, the launch title. Rebirth is... Like, Rebirth is everything Marvel, like, is not God, doing right now. In DC Rebirth, that first launch issue... I should couple this... I almost want to put Doomsday Clock on here yet, uh, but it's not done yet, so I can't... I can't really say where I would place it anywhere because we're, the, the mystery is just building, but, like, with recent events, it's looking to be fucking insane. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't... Yeah. Do we want to talk about what happened in Doomsday Clock number two real fast? Uh, I mean, I think it's out there enough at this point that yeah, that... like I think Batman and Rorschach that... in the same room together. Yeah, mm. that's fucking awesome. And and Adrian Veidt and Lex Luthor had a fucking duel of wits. What? Um, <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. For, uh, how... for had, they, they basically, like they're in the room, they're talking, and Adrian Veidt is explaining how he did what he did with Doctor Manhattan at the end of Watchmen, and Lex Luthor goes, "You're the smartest man on your Earth. I would hate to meet the dumbest." Wow. Yeah. I was like, 
Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Alan Moore is meditating softly and not paying attention at all. Just Alan, doesn't care. Alan Moore is just... angry in his castle about this. He's he's <laughs> summoning a snake god. god. Right. Yeah. He's, he's speaking to, um, to uh, all kinds of different gods and mystical beings and not god. paying attention to our realm at all. <laughs> Every time, exactly. every time someone says, like, I'm sure Alan Moore's angry, I'm just imagining that gif of the evil queen from Snow White just, like, <laughs> running down the stone spiral staircase with her cloak flowing next to her. She's just like, I'm going to pray to my snake god! Ah! Or like we like we'd established cast, in... I'm going to cast like, a spell on them! <laughs> like we'd established in an earlier episode, he's busy mining silver, so... <laughs> anyway, no, DC Rebirth. Um... It was the as been it's kind of it was a soft relaunch reboot for DC. It was more like a uh, it's not I wouldn't even call it a reboot because it didn't reboot the universe. It just it's kind not... of like it expanded its own continuity to to bring back things that were erased in the New Fifty Two, um, and to seemingly erase Hunter's Almond from existence, which doesn't make any sense to me. But okay, yeah. what? <laughs> why? So where the fuck understand. is he? <laughs> I don't understand why that was. A he choice. was in the cell across from Reverse Flash. He disappeared. <laughs> At the end of Jeff John's rebirth, he's like, Psst, Eobard, I got a plan. Wait a minute, is, that, like, is that the last time anybody saw him? Yes. Whoa. And then, like, mm. it, it's, he's like, Eobard, I got a plan. And then he's <laughs> <laughs> And, like, it, <laughs> and then, it, it, like, Eobard's like, who was I talking to? How did I get here? How did I get Hunter here? Zolomon? <laughs> Professor <laughs> Zoom? What's a Hunter Zolomon? Anyway, Professor um, Zoom? That's no, dope. Like that, that comic got me... I was sitting in a McDonald's reading it when it came out, and like, I actually had a legitimate emotional response when Wally West showed up, and he's telling Barry, he's like, don't forget me. He's like, someone took 10 years from us. He's like, you know, things are happening. We're under control. And Rise of Beta gets sucked back into the Speed Force. Barry grabs him and rips him back into reality and says, yeah. how could I forget you? And I was like, ooh! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Such a fucking good experience. That and, like, the mystery they've been building up with uh, Dr. Dr. Manhattan. Man. And yep. now, now with Doomsday Clock, Adrian Veidt was like, Dr. Manhattan went somewhere and has been living another life, and we don't know what he's been doing. Yeah. And That's now the general, fucked. the theory is like, what if he's Superman? And I'm like, please don't do that. Yeah. Oh, see, I'd seen the theory that he was Captain Adam. That Damn. seems like a dull existence for Doctor Manhattan. What if, what if he's, what if he's like something weird, like he's like in like Section Eight or something? <laughs> he's fucking Defenestrator. <laughs> he's actually been he's actually been Lois Lane the whole time. He's he's, he's fucking he's Booster Gold. He's Booster Gold. <laughs> no, he's taking the form of Atlantis Morissette. <laughs> I thought you were, were going to say he's taking the form of Atlantis and Aquaman's been living on him. <laughs> well, okay, that's that's the kind of goofy shit that would get me back into comics. That would be it so goes, great. It goes, it goes full straight, straight on to Ultimate Team's Freddy. Well, Arlen, you should, uh, you should check out Doom Patrol. There's a character called Danny the Street in there. Oh, dude. Who is literally a street. Oh my god, yes! <laughs> it's great, it's great. Is that Gerard Way? Is that his no, dude? No, that's that's uh, no, that's uh, that's uh, Grant Morrison. When was that's Danny all Grant Morrison. introduced? What's that? When was he introduced? I don't remember him at all. He was uh, he was in the issues of uh, Doom Patrol that uh, Flex Mentallo showed up. Oh, okay, I remember now. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, and he's he's shown up again recently in the new Doom Patrol comic. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, 
Yes. Uh, but yeah, I, DC Rebirth. It was a uh, I, when I years ago when I got back into comics, it was like 2010, 2011. I was slowly getting back into it, and then like the the I think the the bubble burst when Dark Knight Rises came out because I had just like I read like the big few Batman graphic novels in the same week, and mm-hmm. so I went into that movie like at an all time Batman high, and then left the movie. I was like. That was a little weird, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> actually, yeah, no, I, I can I, see my, that. My, my, my actually, my initial response to Dark Knight Rises was was nothing but positive, and then like second rewatch, I was like, "Why did he waste time climbing that bridge to paint a bat signal on fire when the city's got a nuke in it?" I think that's yeah. everybody's reaction to Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I, you my know what? Buddy, I think I liked that. I didn't mind him having a nuclear bomb at the end, and it is very. This is, we're divulging a little bit, whatever. Um, my biggest problem with Dark Knight Rises is like, Batman is so cool when it's very self-contained. Yep. And when you blow it up, you're like, I have a nuclear bomb. I'm saying to the government, it's like, no, no. Like, yeah. you wouldn't be able to hold the whole city hostage like that. They would have sent some people in and fucking took your ass out. Oh, they would have sent yeah. the army in. I don't care about your nuclear bomb. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're Wasn't they're the not even real like, leaders of assassins people. They're just like they're just hit hitmen. They're not like ninjas. Ultimately Bane is undone because Batman knocks one of the tarantula legs out from his fucking mask. Mm-hmm. That's it. Because he's a sad well, puppy dog. Well yeah, that's well, also like, because it, he he did it in the middle of the afternoon. He didn't do it in darkness where he was born. Uh, Batman Batman uh, finishes Sphinx Riddle and he was rendered stunned. <laughs> I, I do love the idea that the entire the entire conflict is resolved like with him and Bane. It's like the first fight is like Batman's punching Bane in the face, doesn't do anything, and then like Bane's like, "What's your solution?" And Batman's like, "I'm gonna punch you harder." Yep. I also know that you have a crush on a girl. Ah, <laughs> uh, Jesus Christ. Anyway, um, so yeah, so um, DC Rebirth has felt like a very nice culmination of me diving back into uh comics, especially DC because. As Hunter said, nothing Marvel has produced oh, in the last year has gotten my attention at all. And the one thing that did disappointed me so fucking hard, it still makes me mad. Is it Civil War Two? It's Civil War Two. <laughs> Are Holy you guys fuck. ready for World War Hulk, World War Hulk Two? Are you guys ready <laughs> for that? Why are they making fucking sequels to events? Cut it out. I don't because know. Because that's because the new movies. trend at Marvel. <laughs> God fucking damn it. Yeah. We need movies. We capitalize on them. Mm. Yeah. You, you, you capitalize on the popularity of a film by making an inferior uh, sequel to. Never mind. I'll talk about that. Hey. I mean, but yeah, great shit. And the, and everything I've read so far from that line has been great. Flash Rebirth had a little bit of a, a slow point recently, but just picked back up. Um, Godspeed's back into the fold, and I guess all the roads. I heard like, uh, there was a. I can't remember what it is, but it was like a really obscure like DC title that, and someone told me it was fucking amazing, and I was like, it's, and there was like a rebirth title. I can't remember the name of it right now. Was it Demon Knights? Something is something. He's like, oh dude, the rebirth relaunch of blah 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 was so good, and I was like, that's such an obscure thing that I would never think would be amazing. And if I think of it, I'll bring it up. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it could be most, almost anything. Most recent Flash issue has. All of the rogues secretly hiding under Iron Heights in a little, like, in like a weird pocket dimension that Mirror Masters made for them. Um, 
And what? like, yeah, they're all hanging out there, like all of them. They got like um, a card table or something? What are they doing? Yes! It's, it's, a, it, it's literally a clubhouse, and like Captain Cold has a throne made of ice. That's amazing. Oh and um, Godspeed just showed up, and he's like, he's like, maybe part of your crew, and I can give you the flash. Damn. He yeah. just wants friends, apparently, I guess. Godspeed, I feel very bad for August Hart, because he's like, yeah, Barry, I'm your sidekick. Let's go kill your villains. Wait, what? Huh? <laughs> why, uh, anyway. why would that even be a thing? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Arlen, you're number five. Right, okay, so um, since I'm the only one that actually did what we said we were going to do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, sorry, Arlen. Oh, like I'm sorry, but there's like there's so many other things that I like this year that I wanted to talk about. I know, yeah. I know, I know, I know. Um, I get it. Um, because we talk about this stuff all the time, so I understand. But um, yeah. Uh, so my number five, I don't think it's gonna be a surprise to anybody. Maybe it's a surprise that it's so high up. But um, my number five is Arrow season five. Um, and it's completely agreeable. Uh, it, yeah, like, yeah. and also the like season. I'm the biggest fan of Arrow in this entire Remember episode. when I hated Remember when I hated Arrow? Yeah. Remember when we all hated Arrow? The Arrow yeah. was the first show I got into with this little universe, and I watched season one, got halfway through two, and was like, eh. And that's kind of when The Flash was taking off, and right. I kept hearing about it. Um, and actually, I knew the Harrison Wells twist going into season one. Yeah. And it didn't change anything as far as my enjoyment of it went. Because it was so finely executed that when it happened, I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but then, like, Flash actually kind of it, it restored my optimism in that lineup of shows. So I went back and started to rediscover Arrow a bit. And, yeah, Arrow's got some, woo! It is. Wow, some bad seasons. Also, if you think Felicity is worse than, is worse than Iris, please stop. Fuck so, off. <laughs> yeah. You're yeah. not right. You're well, wrong. First of all, first of all, I heard that the Alicity wedding made the crybaby dirty diaper uh, babies the on red, Reddit, the Reddit. Turn, turn the Reddit into a Punisher Reddit. And I'm like, you guys, like, when you guys did it with the season four thing, fine. It was funny. This, this is childish, and you need to move on. Like, like she, like, she got better. Dead. Like, she, like, I think Felicity Spoke is a ten times better. Well, what's her name? I can't even know. Emily record something like that mm-hmm. she's she's a good actress like yeah she's not she's she does a good job i don't understand the hate like yeah i've never understood yeah, the hate they, for they have that. they have better chemistry than candace patton and grant gustin do yeah that candace is Pat, true that is true yeah that's because iris has all of a sudden become this fucking she's become kind of a bridezilla yeah yeah, yeah. and they I keep don't... on forcing this iris is the leader thing or whatever. Although, like I said, I... The, be- the best moment of Iris was at the scene from recently when she yelled at Ralph. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you guys watched that yet? Uh, it's on, no, haven't it's on YouTube. That. It's real quick. It's like a minute long. Ralph tries to watch Netflix at, at Star also, Labs. Ralph has quickly become... I don't know if I've talked about this yet, but Ralph is like my favorite part of this season. <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm God, really if, enjoying if, him. If, if they kill him, I'm going to be very upset. Or if they Julian Day him. Not like, Julian Day. Just, that's, the, that's, the, that's the fucking calendar man. He's such, a, <laughs> he's such a fucking prick. I love it so much. Yeah. But, uh, Arlen. The fact that he is the elongated man, he can stretch, fits because there's something about his face that makes him look like a doll. Yeah. Like, literally made of plastic. Yeah, he's like, it's great. I just really like him a lot. Um, but yeah, Eric, you were saying? 
I know. I was just going to say, so Arlen, what was it particularly about season five that made it stick out the most for you? Well, I can answer that more. I mean, so, I mean, I guess we didn't have this conversation with Eric because Eric wasn't on with, first with us for last season. But um, season five was, it's a return to form. It's, yeah. It's like, and then some. Yeah. And it's like, what made the good seasons of Arrow good? And it was getting back to that and getting back to Arrow being about a guy in a suit with a bow and arrow who kind of makes a difference sometimes. Um, and that's what the show's about. It's not and about... And they took that they took that and perverted it because the villain they got for season five is easily... Mm-hmm. Reverse Flash is one thing because Reverse Flash is, is super-powered. So, like, his evil is magnified because he's capable of so much more. Mm-hmm. Um, Prometheus was probably the most visceral, mean-spirited villain I've seen in this network of shows. Yeah. And, yep. he, and he wins. Yeah, he wins mm-hmm. at the end. He wins. <laughs> he's, he's, he's up there with my favorite villains. He's like uh, Silva from Skyfall. At the end, I, his plan worked, um, ultimately. Huh. So he, I, I, just really, I really like the idea of, like, Ollie, like, losing. Because, like, he's just some dude. He's not going to be, like, he's not Batman. He's not yeah. going to. No, he doesn't. Ollie doesn't have a plan for everything like Batman. And, like, mm-hmm. season five of Arrow culminates with, like, Oliver gets... A, a, like he gets a small victory, but Adrian Adrian Chase at some point in the season kidnaps him, tortures him. What does he? He burns a tattoo off of his body. Yep. And then he, he does he does the stuff men- with Artemis. He um, mentally degrades him over the course of a few days until he gets Oliver to admit through through torture that he enjoys killing and he does it because he likes it. Yeah. It's mm. yeah. It's a uh, there's there's this great psychological back and forth between Ollie and Chase, and there's... Yeah, it's just great. The reveal and, of Prometheus... And the thing, with, the thing with Chase is that he is... What was he, district attorney? Yeah, he was district attorney, and that's... So he, like, he works in Oliver's building. Yeah. So, okay. and then his, his identity is revealed halfway through the season, and not just to us, but, like, to everybody. Mm-hmm. So there is this forced professionalism that everyone in the building, including Quentin, has to maintain with him, because, like, dude is the fucking district attorney but right. he's also a super villain and we have to be nice to him out in public or everything's gonna fall apart and they know that and chase knows that so their interactions are always strained to the viewer because they're like oh shit what's gonna happen and like chase always has like a half smile because he knows what's going on and everybody else is just fucking sweating oh his puns are great his wordplay and his like yeah. <laughs> his, his like it would really be terrible if something were to happen to me or so, like something like just swarmy and like Oh, you you want to punch me, don't you? That kind of thing. Um, and and because because he's consistently five steps ahead, he always walked away from one of those conversations with a big old stupid evil smile on his face. Oh, he's yeah. like, ha ha! I'm his, winning. His smile is so punchable, also. So it's yes. Like, oh, yeah. he's a, he is a douchey looking motherfucker. Mm-hmm. And again, it, that it, like that in season five culminates with them going back to the island and like yeah Chase has his own team of villains, oh, yeah. and then Oliver Oliver's like, Yo, Slade, I need a favor. It's so good. It's so good. Nice. But yeah. Um, and then, and then like, we can, they can never use Slate again. Yeah. yeah. Oh, um, that's not that's not go down that hole. But um. It, yeah, that's we'll talk about that when CW comes back. Yeah, but um, yeah, it plays on, it plays on what Arrow does best. You have a character who you get an attachment to, who you think is a good guy, who you want to root for, and by the time Chase turned, uh, heel, it was 
fun <laughs> because we liked him and we kind of rooted for him a little bit. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's it's a so good it's, season. It sounds like it was just a return to form yes. for what you wanted out of Arrow. Yes. Okay. It yeah. was, there was a after the end of Arrow season two, there was a level of anticipation that I never thought I would have again for a twenty-two episode season of television. Like, I thought I was done with that. I thought after Supernatural Season 5 ended, it would all be 10, 12-episode shows from here on, and 22 episodes were in my rear view. Uh, Arrow revived any, like, desire to watch 22-episode shows for me. It's the only reason I watched Flash. And then Flash killed it dead with Season (laughs) 3. God damn it. But uh, (laughs) there's the thing, like, (laughs) Arrow Season 5 coming back, it made... Flash season three being terrible, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, like, it was totally, it was totally bearable. Um, it's just, I, I think, and honestly, with, like, that had to happen. Arrow had to come back, and Flash had to fucking eat shit for a season, mm-hmm. or I think for us to get to the quality of Earthex, because I think they learned that like using Reverse Flash as your as your lean on speedster is fine because mm-hmm. it's compelling. However, Sabotar was dog shit and we've been over that um and i think flash came in stole a lot of arrows thunder and then arrow stealing it back was an absolute necessity and then legends coming in be like can i just borrow some of this it's cool fine and then just running off with their own shit (laughs) yeah Yeah. like i mean it's it's funny because uh you know we, we said in like season one of legend there's an episode you know and i remember saying this that was a better episode of Arrow than any episode of Arrow I had oh seen. Oh my god! Yo, oh season. shit! Actually, Eric, that is probably the only episode of Legend season one I would tell you you have to go watch. They yeah. they do Dark Knight Returns mm-hmm. with Oliver Queen. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's oh, cool. cool. Okay. And they it's actually really cool. they actually use the Dark Knight Returns representation of Oliver. He's missing an arm, and he's oh, and, but, awesome. but he's but he's also doing the Bruce Wayne thing where it's Deathstroke's son completely dominated Star City. Um, mm-hmm. And Oliver loses an arm. I can't remember how he does, but he goes into hiding. He disappears. Um, I think everyone's dead, aren't they? Yeah, but uh, Connor Hawk is the arrow in this future. And um, in this future, he's Diggle's son, isn't he? Yes, yes. Uh, Diggle's baby baby boy now. Um, His sweet baby baby boy. Yeah. And, uh, and I was, it, I was it, really it, hoping it was going to be... Uh, Ollie's current son, and he still looks the same age. Oh, God, no. <laughs> that would have been amazing. You mean an age that we're unsure of? Um, <laughs> he's, 30, he's 37 years old in this future. But then, like, the, Oliver gets a robot arm, and he teams up with Hawk, and they fight Deathstroke's army of thugs with mm-hmm. the Legends. It's Whoa. so good. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> and his I theme forgot plays, how cool that is. Yeah, it's just that uh, sounds yeah. pretty great. Yeah, and it's 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 far better than Future Flash we meet in season three. Who is? <laughs> <laughs> we gotta keep on bringing it back, but yeah, that's, oh, yeah. No. <laughs> but yeah, that was a oh, preview. Of, but Arrow season five was good. That's I mean, and we've talked about it a lot. So you go back and listen to episodes. Anybody who's now just started listening, but um, it's it's a good season to watch. Um, and it's I was p good. Yeah, and I was rewatching it just to make sure. That it was as good, um, and it's strong from the first episode of that season. And I remember I told, fighting I, with them to get I them. I told to a watch friend it. of mine. I told a friend of mine who is it's he. Joe, you'll never listen to this. I love you to death, but your taste sucks. Mm. Um, 
he getting him to watch anything is like pulling teeth because he's the kind of person who watches Walking Dead and goes, who's mowing the grass? <laughs> he's that dude where you, you want to reach across and just rip his face off because he's saying something so stupid and asinine just because but that's who how is mowing the grass. It doesn't matter. It's, dude, it's it, I know, but it's fun to think about. I know, but he's also hung up. He's he's hung up on Dark Knight Rises because he thinks that uh, he's he has this weird hang about Dark Knight Rises. He's like, he's like, hang on, is Batman like in his sixties? That means Bane is like in his seventies. How are they even fighting? I'm like, you're relying on information that doesn't exist. Stop doing this. Wait, what? Um, yeah, wait a he, minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. He is, what? He somehow he he has created this idea in his head that both Bruce and Bane are at some sort of advanced age. They're and not. Physical, physically capable of doing what they're doing because he's created... In the film it? The Dark Knight Rises. Yes. He Isn't is, that 20 years later? It's, but the thing is, they don't establish a set of timelines or ages for anybody. No. He's <laughs> relying on information no, that doesn't exist to form an argument that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, but even, the, even if that was true, he wouldn't be 60 years old. No, he's like yeah, 37... I, Maybe forty-five. Thirty-seven. No, he's like 45. in his forties. Like, yes. What yeah, the and fuck? He, Maybe. And he seems he seems to think that Bane because he seems to think that the events that happened to Bane took place years before Bruce, so that Bane is like fifty or sixty. No. no. They could have yeah, taken place after. Easily. I'm like, and I, that's what I tell him all the time. I'm like, you don't know this information. Stop it. Uh, anyway, I told him to watch season five, and I explained to him all the, like, the narrative structure. He's like, that actually sounds interesting. I was like, oh yes, I got you. Hmm. Nice. He still he still hasn't watched it, but I got his attention. That's all. It's all. That's enough for me. All right. Um, we want to move on to our number fours. Yes. Yeah, that works. <laughs> uh, oh, boy. Oh, boy. oh boy! All right. Okay. So my number four is Power Rangers. Okay. You know what? This counts. This counts. Um. Okay, I really like movie. Um, okay, so I, I cut out for a second. Know, I cut out for a second, guys. Oh. It's it's Power Rangers, by the way. Okay. So, for no, those who don't know, I like I like Power Rangers a whole lot, like still to this day. Um, and I watched Power Rangers like a couple of months ago, and like that movie. I don't understand where all the hate is coming from because there's a lot in that movie that is done with love and there's some that's not. But I like the the there's a there's a fight scene mm-hmm. in the, in this movie that is pulled straight out of the show. Yeah. Like yeah. It's and it's it's crazy. not on anybody else's list real quick. It's not on anybody else's list, right? No, I don't think it is. No. Yeah, no. I, no. I don't think so. But it, I I also saw this movie and the people who still hate it, I don't believe that they've actually seen it. Not for no, a second. I have it, and I'll explain why I have such an aversion to it. And there's, I have a reason for it. It's that it's got a visual style that oh, is yeah, completely no. and utterly off-putting and detestable oh, to me. I completely agree. Comp- I, 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 I can understand symptom- that. It's symptomatic of the Michael Bay Transformers ugly action movement where you're being assaulted with lots of jagged, pointy, hideous so, metal objects just banging together and it's nauseating here's the thing though like the there's two designs in this movie that i really love it's um the red ranger sword that's awesome i really like that one yeah that's pretty Um, good 
and I think the Megazord, if it had better colors, it would be really rad. Like, if it had, it had, um... see, see, I don't agree there because I watched the Megazord fight with Goldar um, on YouTube. Yeah. And the only time I really got excited was when I saw fucking Tommy and Kimberly in the crowd. <laughs> um, yeah. That was so weird. Um, but like I, they formed the Megazord, and like I kind of got, I kind of got a kick out of like them trying to communicate because I always wondered how the Megazord worked. Because mm-hmm. in the show, it's just them fucking flailing their arms in the same room. Like, what are y'all doing? Right. Um, yeah. And this is yeah. like they actually have to communicate and move the parts as a cohesive unit. Yeah. I'm like, that's interesting, and it actually makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah, it's very Voltron-y. Uh, um, but yeah. then, like, looking at it, I'm like, it looks, the Megazord looks like someone took the classic Megazord and hit it with a magnifying glass with the sun. It's, mm. yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, I just think, fair. like, fucking there ugly are... as fuck. I think Goldar's design is more abysmal, if I'm being honest. No, Goldar, oh, no, no, Goldar's, Goldar's design is offensive. Lazy. Goldar's it's design offensive. is lazy as shit. It looks horrible. It it literally looks like, um, what's-his-nuts from Action League now. Melting, mm-hmm. was yeah, it? Mel- Melting Man. Meltman? Meltman, yeah, yeah, it looks like Meltman. Meltman. I think, I think, definitely, I really like this movie, and I think they could be better, but, like, I do, like, really like this movie, all, all things considered, because it just... <laughs> There's so many things that I just really liked as a fan of the as a fan of the series. Yeah. Like and, uh, and the other thing is, my my nostalgia for Power Rangers died a miserable death some time ago. And for a minute, I was like, eh, it's fucking Power Rangers, or whatever. It's harmless. But then I was like, the longer it went, I, it it felt very cynical to me. I was like, we don't need this. So and I, to, to, no, not to toot my own horn. Not to say I was right, but my. <laughs> Kind of thought was probably accurate because I guess this movie didn't perform well outside not, of here. Not very well. Yeah, no, and I guess it didn't and perform I, I think, well. Arlen, I think your phrase on it was like, "It's not the right time." It's 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 yeah. really not. It's not. It wasn't. So it's, it, the movie should have been released like middle of summer, the same week as the Mummy. I think. Oh, I I mean I mean I I don't think it's been long enough to have any nostalgia for it. No, it's just the thing. Also, I think the problem with the movie is, is it doesn't rely on nostalgia. That's the no, biggest problem with the movie. It uh, does at parts, but then it like does not. Like it really That's does not care about your nostalgia at all. It here. doesn't give a shit. It relies more on nostalgia for other things than it does on nostalgia for Power Rangers. This now, S- Saban Saban did like have a part in this, didn't they? Yes, they did, and. Apparently, and I don't know how true this is, but Savannah is saying that they would be willing to produce another movie because the toy sales were good enough. Um, oh, yeah. Which They're, is likely. That's actually not surprising. That is not surprising at all. For me, like, I I am completely neutral on Power Rangers. Like, I was a little bit too old when they came out to really yeah. give a shit about them. And the movie, like, I... I had no ill will towards it. I also had no goodwill towards it. But just from a purely removed stance, it was very much a, hey, let's try and cash in. Like, it, that, feels... it was a completely cynical movie, in my opinion. Huh. It's not, It's. I don't think it had, I don't think it's too cynical. I think it's just, they're trying to Americanize it. Yeah. And like, and you, I can you can see where definitely, you can that, see, well, and obviously you could just go watch the uh, Super <laughs> Sentai on uh, YouTube or you could buy amazing DVD. I also, it's also, it's also actually, and this is, I'm going to quote Max Landis and I apologize. Mm-hmm. Um, it's before he was a, 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 a colossal douchebag when he was actually yeah, no, he's, when he's he was still... saying things you could listen to and go, that's actually kind of makes sense. He was on the Nerdist and it's one of my favorite Nerdist episodes, actually, even to this day, after all the shit that's come out about him. He, he's talking about pitching. 
and he says not everything has to be grim and dark. You can do dark, but you can do up. You can you can do slightly dark, but you can also do something that doesn't have to be so gritty and and not everything yeah. has to be rebooted as a gritty reboot. And this felt felt like like the the trailer was so fucking morose and dead serious, and I was like, this is Chronicle. This is just Chronicle. Yeah, and yeah. I, I can see why that would be a turnoff, honestly, because the movie isn't that. That's the thing. Like it's not. It okay. really when I watched a, it, I was like, this yeah. is not depressing or like at all. Like it, It's a movie that does take itself seriously. Like It does. There are points where it should take itself seriously, and it does, and it's earned. Um, and uh, like what I came out of the movie feeling was there are points in this movie that aren't there for kids, that are, mm-hmm. that are very clearly there for the people, for the adults who are coming with the kids. There's parts of this that are for a more mature audience, and it's a movie that feels like it's trying to entertain both audiences. Which, for a Power Rangers movie, that's an achievement because pretty, that is yeah. pretty ballsy. You can't watch the 1995 Power Rangers movie and say that that movie was oh, ever meant to entertain okay. adults. You know what? I watched. You know what? I watched that recently, and it's like it's even for like is dog shit. Yeah. As like even for like watching that as like a fan of power rangers like is not good it's like so not. Bad. it's not and, like, it's not I, a good I got, movie i got called out for saying secret of the use was bad recently and i don't think like, people who defend that movie actually went back and watched it with adult eyes I, that movie, I have seen it recently and i think secret of the Ooze, i i still enjoy it but i can fully agree why it, it's bad it is, it is offensively sanitized it's not great. Like, to the, yeah. point where, it's, the point where the first was, movie feels like it was made in a different dimension. It's, the first movie was based heavily on the Eastman and Laird comics. Right. The second movie was based heavily on let's make a lot of money off of this. Well, it was yes. also like the cartoon is popular. So let's yep. just go full on cartoon. That's just, yep. Let's just do as much of the cartoon as we can without paying the inventors of Bebop and Rocksteady. Um, yep. So, <laughs> but let's get that bebop and rock steady flavor in dude here. even even okay i have a, this is a memory i can pull from seeing that movie in theaters and that's a long ass time ago when um when the fucking ooze is being siphoned that little shack and like the fucking the rumbling starts the thing and you can hear the big old clawed hand my dad leans over and goes here comes bebop and rock steady my fucking disappointment as a child was palpable <laughs> oh god <laughs> And even my yeah. dad, even my dad was like, what? <laughs> oh, man. They're babies. <laughs> Fucking Toka and Razor. God damn it. Damn. They were beat by donuts. <laughs> yeah, but they were a good boss to play in tur- against in Turtles in Time. Holy so. fuck, they're hard in Turtles in Time. Oh, yes, my they God. Are. Have you ever seen the, uh, the, the Nickelodeon show, what they look like in that show? Because they're no. in it. I didn't know they oh, lasted. God, no. I didn't know they survived. Like the fact that they survived beyond that movie is kind of amazing to me. It is. It's. Wait, which, it's... I, like I love it. Toka is a turtle, right? Toka so. is the turtle, and Razor is the wolf. I yes. love Toka's design. I think Toka's design is awesome. Um, and he kind of reminds me of Slash, the turtle. Yep. <laughs> oh yeah, Slash. Yeah. Uh, not, not the guitarist. I mean. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. I know what you're talking about. Slash. Yeah. Slash is a class design for a Ninja Turtle. Um, Hunter, you said uh, they're in the uh, Nickelodeon cartoon. Did they uh, did they Zilla them out like in the uh, 
Godzilla, uh, what is it? The uh, one that Godzilla was fighting all the other monsters and like you got kinda. to see the American Godzilla. All right. Kind of. They, they yes. kind of disrespected them in the most respectful way. I kind of, I really like Razor's new design in that show. Like that shit hmm. in Godzilla was funny as hell. He's like kind yeah. of skiddy and like gangly. Destroy it's all cool. monsters. I love them. So Destroy much. monsters. Thank you, dude. That show is actually really good. I know what was it? Was it Final Wars? Yes, it's Final Wars. Final Wars. Final Wars is the one with. Uh, first of all, they got somewhat forty-one to put a song in there. That's God great. Fucking damn it, uh, dude. Okay, uh, I'll tell you something real quick about Japan. And them using dated punk rock music for stuff. Dude, they love it. They love I don't know. It. I'm a big. Uh, the only wrestling I really defend right now is Japanese wrestling because it's never bad. Um, and one of the companies I follow a lot is Dragon Gate, and Dragon Gate has a very kind of. Dragon Gate, if I just is is what I've described as if pro wrestling were a fighting game, um, which is exactly what pro wrestling should be. Right. It's all colorful mm-hmm. and has a very rock and roll attitude and like. They've got weird-ass characters like someone who was a man and now is identifying as a woman whose finisher is a kiss. Um, <laughs> they have a character who's, whose gimmick was a kleptomaniac and a man who was basically a cyber gorilla. Um, <laughs> Damn. That's a, that's a preview for the Spawn Armageddon it's episode on VGH. Fucking best. God. His name, is, his name was Cyber Kong. Anyway, um, it's stupid. I, I love was it. Watching, I got a lot. Of, I have a lot of their Japanese shows ripped right from their broadcasts through some guy in Chicago stealing their stream. I don't know how. Um, but frequently, I would listen to a show and I'd be like, "That's Blink One Eighty Two. Oh yeah, from like five years ago. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> I don't know what it, like, that was before their the... singer had a drinking problem. So. In Godzilla 2000, the uh, not the the Godzilla movie that came out here by the Emmerich brothers or whatever who the yeah. fuck did it. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end, they kind of mimic that. They have Green Day's uh, Insomniac. It plays over the credits. Yeah. Oh my god, what? And it's yeah. and it's the laziest. But it has Godzilla roars in it. Yeah, it's the laziest. Oh my god! No, no, wait. I know what you're talking about. It was Brain Stew, wasn't it? Yes, Brain Stew. It was yeah. Brain Stew with added Godzilla sound effects. God, it's yep. so fucking stupid. I yep. love it so much. It's oh, the worst. Boy. The worst. Um, okay. We're going to someone's number four. Yeah, I'll go next. Um, since we didn't follow Arlen's rules, too bad, deal with it. And actually, number four, I could argue that it does feature a supervillain. I went with It. Ooh. Um, because because It... it was it's it's from a book and Stephen King was very influenced by pulp novels. Actually, actually, it's funny you did this because there was a discussion thread in the group about this movie because it was based in a book. I'm willing to yeah, give it, it a pass on it, this okay. one. It, like, it's a supervillain. Yeah, it is. It's, it's about a supervillain. It's just that there's no superheroes to fight him. So there's no, the kids these, no. So these kids sort of have to come together and form their own superhero, kind of, as, as a team. Now that I think How, about um, it, it is kind of a story about a world where there are no superheroes. Right. Yeah, I mean, no, well, it, that's it, every Stephen King book. Um, uh, yeah. the, 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 world, the world in which it inhabits is a very, very... Uh, I, I don't want to use the word cynical, mm-hmm. but it's a very hopeless area, because, like, yeah. all the adults in... What the fuck is the town called? Dairy. Uh, dairy. dairy. All the adults in Dairy suck. Yeah, you, yeah. you get the feeling that they've all everybody, been like... Everybody yeah. is just fucking checked out and nobody cares and like all the life has been just sucked out of them. Yeah, and, like, well, that, they, 
they hang that up feeds into the bigger story kids like you're right. fucking checking your watch they, they, yeah. Yeah. They, they put it in the background it's never like they never spend time talking about it but it's very clear that the adults have been trained by pennywise in some way like yeah. anybody yeah. who survived pennywise has been manipulated by him with that weird they're, children's they're, show they're part of like they're part of a big machine for him i guess mm-hmm. well yeah it's it's the whole idea is that it isn't or it isn't just pennywise it mm-hmm. represents the entire town of Derry and the sway he has over it yeah. yeah and it's the way it's always been that's why they have those little bits about like oh you know he's been around since the dawn of this city mm-hmm. yes but, yeah and i i love the re- the remake um I, that's great. I have gone on record to say that the people who hold the 90s version on a pedestal really need to go back and re-examine oh that shit. Oh my god. Because I've been watching, I was watching... Hey, guess what? Though That miniseries is actually pretty bad. It's, it's actually hilarious good. to watch now. It is <laughs> atrociously written. It's got some of the worst dialogue I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, it's, a, um, it's no it's good. It's a TV it miniseries. The like, fucking, there's yes. a, that, that sequence where Bev is older and she's crying into uh, John Ritter's shoulder and she's like, why is he so mean? Like, this is, <laughs> this is like w- when The Stand gets remade, when it happens. This is yeah. like people complaining... Because they prefer the te- television miniseries of The Stand. If any of you have seen that, you know that that Ugh. television miniseries is like, terrible. It, uh, it has it's, some it's okay thing, moments. It does. Gary Sinise is very good in it, also. Yes, that's, he is. That's, it, he's, it'd be one thing... For, oh, go ahead. Uh, I was about to say, it'd be one thing if this was like a remake of The Shining or something right. like that. If this was The Shining, twice, I would have it? freaked out. The Shining? Mm-hmm. Uh... Well, has it once or twice? Shining, yeah, I, I heard the Kubrick version, and then Stephen King made one. Um, yeah, and then Rose Red is very similar to The Shining, and uh, also since we're talking about Stephen King, might as well bring this up. Nineteen Twenty Two also came out this year, and that movie is very oh, yeah. Shining esque. Um, for anybody yeah, that's interested, um, um, I would say it'd be one thing. It's one thing to prefer the the thing Carpenter's a thing over the prequel slash remake because for all intents and purposes it's a remake it borrows entire sequences wholesale mm-hmm. um because of the 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 practical over cg thing but one of the biggest criticisms i've heard levied toward the new it is the reliance on cgi i'm like first of all he's a being that's supposed to like defy what you understand about like right. existence and reality and he's supposed to be capable mm-hmm. of things that don't make any sense mm-hmm. of course cgi is going to be used to make him look fucking scary and out of this world and they did, and it worked. That projector sequence, holy shit! Also, that they do a oh lot of practical effects in that movie. I saw, are... I saw something where he came out of the fridge, mm-hmm. and like, Dude. how the fuck did they do that? Right, like, I don't know. It's but so convincing. Like, the the projector sequence where he, like, what is it? Like the lights go out for two seconds, and then like he is literally it. Like he is all he is the room basically. He's so yeah. fucking mm-hmm. big. Um, yeah. The, like that's the not even the scariest parts to me though. Like oh. the, when when I think it's Mike, when he is delivering that meat, and he's mm-hmm. seeing the hands of his dead parents coming through that door, that's yeah. that seems so effective, and it's all practical. It's people in burn makeup on their hands, and fire effects, and voices, and it's all in the editing, and it's it's perfect. It's terrifying. I saw that, and then that door pops open, and you just see the outline, or the uh, the, the shadow, basically, of Pennywise, and his yeah. eyes glowing, and that's all you see of so, it there. So, there's a gif. 
I don't know if you've seen it. It's him eating like a hand, and he's like yes. using a wave. Yes. <laughs> so oh good. my that... god, that shit is fucking off. That's it's so unsettling. Man, it's yeah, that's right before the, the rock best... fight. It's followed I'll... by that sequence, which is so great. <laughs> it's like I've heard this movie yeah. is funny too. I've heard this movie mm-hmm. is funny. Yeah. It, it oh, is yeah. like it's what? Oh damn it! What is his name? God, there's so many of those kids. Van Wolfhart. No, the one. Well, he's funny. The one is in the medication. Oh, yeah. Stan. Stan. Really? Stanley's character is his mom. No, that's is like, not Stan. Stan is uh, Stan no, no, is the he, Jewish kid. Uh, Stan's a, well. He, oh, first of all, his fucking his tormentor is absolutely horrifying. And I can't oh, look horrific. at that. I can't um, watch the flute scene. I can't. It's Eddie. Um, it's Eddie Casabrack. Yeah. Eddie. Okay. Eddie. Eddie's character is on all these medication, and like when someone tells him like these are placebos, like your mom just has you on this medication to keep you fucking freaked out, <laughs> and like he confronts his mom and has this like this really impassioned speech and goes, "These are fake, mom. They're just gazebos," and he throws them. <laughs> <laughs> so good. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I mean, God, it's a movie where the worst villain isn't even a cl- isn't even the clown. The worst villain is oh Beverly's God. dad. Um, him, and, oh, him, and the, him and the fucking bully. Oh God, mm. the bully. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's the, the, the bully. The bully really upsets me because, like, he. This movie Henry takes Bowers. place in the nineties, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. No, it's the late eighties. Okay, it's late yeah, 80s. the book took place in the fifties, but yeah, yeah. They, they they modernized it. But like, mm-hmm. he he looked like kids I grew up with, mm-hmm. who I really didn't like, yeah. who were really really shitty. Yeah, and he it, looks like, like it, the like, kid you would avoid at the arcade. It, it he looks really like he looks like a kid who would wear a fox hoodie. Right. Yes. Like, him and like, his and little like, ghoulies that the fact hang around. He had, like, him. A, he, had a, he had a fucking little rat tail in the making, and like it's like a half mullet and his little fucking red tank top and frankly face. I'm like, I'm like, he looks like a bully from my nightmares. And like, he looks like he looks like that kid. He looks like that kid who would wear a fox hoodie and listen, it would be super into System of Down. <laughs> God fucking damn it! We all had one. God. We all had one. Uh, Mine oh were a little bit different. I, we still had those when I was in high school. God damn it. Um. Yeah, um, but yeah, like, and they set him up really well. Like, if you rewatch it, there's a line about how there was a racist cult in Derry. Uh, like what? A, like a yeah, yeah, like they they. It's just an offhanded line, but it completely explains that character. Dude, Hunter, yeah. it is good, and like, it it's it kind of maintains a certain pace and never lets up. And in the last like twenty minutes, it's instead of this kind of. Because the original one has, they, you know, they bravely sent a clown, but it's like, this is battery acid! Bah! And they shoot him with the inhaler. Battery acid, you slimy. This, this culminates with these kids not wanting to put up with this clown shit anymore, and they proceed to beat the fuck out of him. Oh, yes. It yes. is so, yes. It yes. Is fucking so down. Bad. But they also they're combine like, that so with down. the ending of Nightmare on Elm Street, where they're like, you're not yes. real. You're fake. Yes. <laughs> they, they, start, they, they, they verbally demean him and tell him he's not terrifying. And they and they beat him down with like pipes, wrenches, a stop sign. Like they so assault good. him to the point where he's like, he's like he's actually frightened and intimidated and backs up. He's like, okay, enough. I need to go to sleep now, or something yeah. like that. So, so good. Um, yeah, that's yeah. a good pick. That's a very good pick. Um, I will pivot to my number four if nobody minds. That's no. fine. Go ahead, man. It's the video game territory, and it is Injustice Two. Yeah, that game. Oh, I have. Is a better DC superhero movie than the DC superhero movies we have. It's a better Justice League movie than we will ever get. Let's forget how fun it is to play in the gear system and everything. The story produced some very, very emotionally resonant stuff, and I wasn't ready for it. Um, How many of you here played it all the way through? Uh, I'm halfway through it right now. 
Okay. I kind of put I, I put it on I the side I, so I can finish near. Harlan, it's yeah. probably a game I would suggest you pick up and play it on easy because mm. you definitely should. The story is really there are really some good. Moments in that like that are legitimately like sad. Yes. Yeah. I think I know the exact one you're gonna mention, I'm Connor. Is, right is, now it's yeah. the table. Yep. It's, they Batman releases Superman. He's like Brainiac's here. He's like, there's no other option. We have to work together on this. And Superman's like, yeah, we do. And they all kind of have a big meeting in the Justice League. Well, it's it's not it's not really the Justice League room. They're sitting at a table, and they're all kind of on the same page except for like Cyborg and Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman is the true heel of the story. She fucking sucks. She's the worst. She refuses to cooperate with anybody at any moment at any time, and actively sabotages well laid plans. But anyway, they discuss this big old plan, and they all get up except Batman and Superman in the same room. And Superman's like, I didn't know you kept it. And Batman's like, What are you talking about? And he reaches over and grabs a cloak off the table, and it is a fractured Justice League table. And they just stand there and have a quiet moment. Yeah. And, and then like, Batman walks away. Him, and Batman goes, huh, I forgot it was there, and leaves. Yep. Actually, the, the other moment that I think does that, does even better, is uh, it's near the end of the game. It's when oh. Superman and Batman are confronting. And yeah. And the uh, turtles won't show up. <laughs> no, the Ninja Turtles do not show up. Okay. Um, so when, uh, here's Superman my thing. Batman are... mm-hmm. Go ahead. Here's here's my thing. I want DLC where they add the Ninja Turtles, Hellboy, and what and the and Mortal Kombat characters into the main story. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> I would there's... take that up in a heartbeat. Um, but the, but the uh, yeah, yeah, the ending, go ahead, Connor. Towards the end, where they have a they have a confrontation and they just talk about memories they had as friends, and then yeah. like it's like, what is Superman's like? He's like, I remember the day I told you Lois was pregnant. You knew before I did, and I still don't know how you figure that out. And Batman's like, yeah. those were very good days, and and I think he says, I'll miss the men we used to be, and then they yep. fight. I'm like, yeah, that, that is was, that was the line that crushed me. Yeah, because they're like, yeah. they're they're, one of, they're basically like, one of us might die here. Like, mm-hmm. and then I think like um throughout the story, both Batman and Superman tell other people like, you need you're not looking at this correctly. Like me and Bruce, we were friends, which is why the other one is still alive. Yeah. I think out of Superman's own mouth, he's like, I spared you because you're my friend and you've always been my friend. And at some point in the story, Superman actually saves Batman from impending death. Like, like in yeah. fears and situations that would irrefutably kill him. They're, they're, they're <laughs> it's like the world's worst best friendship. Cause like, <laughs> they're, they're just two people who are polar opposites who somehow, like, they balance each other out. And yeah. for one of them went over the edge and like they just can't come back from it at this point well i mean arguably they both went over the edge but one pushed the other one over the edge yeah so yeah yeah. and then like the the i think the um i think the casualties uh metaphorically and physically are some of the worst parts about it like what damien's turn is fucking gut-wrenching although they they retconned Uh. it to make it less gut-wrenching because in the comics damien turns because and i'm actually glad they did this because it would make superman's good guy moments in Injustice 2 unbelievable because in the comics, Superman is implied to have released Victor Zaz to go kill Alfred. And that's just fucking monstrous. And he oh. does. Spoilers, he does. He stabs him to death in the Batcave. It's um, super, super brutal. Um, and, which Damien sneaks into Victor Zaz's cell, turns the lights off, and starts asking him, which one's Alfred's? Talking about his cuts. And he says, which one's Alfred's? Is it this one? Is it this one? And he's just stabbing him over and over and over and over again and stabs him to death in a prison cell. So that's, 
so, Go ahead, so can I say, you, you talk about these comics in the, the chat a lot, and I'm always surprised, because the same writer of All New Wolverine, um, which I haven't been reading just because, I mean, y'all know, I've been reading comics for a while now, but I, I keep up with that book, and it's still, well, like, he hasn't done anything nearly as controversial or shitty as what I've heard described Dude, in this let book. me just, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna spoil something from the recent Injustice 2 comic book. I'm, okay, you know what? I'm glad we're talking, I'm glad I brought this up, because the Injustice 2 game, fantastic. The current Injustice 2 comic book, shit. Complete shit. Mm. Nothing happens, and when something does happen, it sucks. Recently, Batman does a two-issue arc where he's like, I have a plan. Like, what? He's like, we're going to free the Teen Titans in the Phantom Zone because we kind of need them. And everyone's like, sounds like a good plan. So they go to the fucking Forts of Solitude, and a bunch of eradicators come out that Superman program in whenever. Um, Come out and fire, buddy. They deal with them. Um, And that fight ends because Ma and Pa Kent are living in the Forts of Solitude because society has ostracized them because they're the parents of Superman. And they come out, and they're they're like, stop. They call the eradicators back. And they say, "Come inside. Like, you know, this doesn't need to happen." Does they tell DC Har- just hate Mom, Pa Kent. Secretly. I don't know. Well, then, like, something actually, something actually heartbreaking happened. Like, they, Ma looks at Harley and goes, "Not you. You're never welcome in this house." Um, Damn. And Harley sits out in the cold. And they go inside. Aww. They have a conversation. And then they go to open the Phantom Zone. And basically, Plastic Man goes in and starts pulling members out. Superboy can't leave because Superman basically punctured his heart, and if he leaves, he'll die. Um, so, bam, already down one. I believe they get, um, oh, damn it, what is it, Wonder Girl? I think. Hmm. Wonder Girl, Firestorm, and Tim are the three who come out. And a tornado that kills Jonathan promptly. (laughs) (laughs) It found me! It found me! So, they get them all out. Leave the horses. And they get them all out, and, like, Tim, and then, so Tim and Bruce have a moment. They're like, wow, like, these two haven't seen each other in a long time. It was five years in the Injustice 1 timeline. Um, They're having a moment. They talk, and the entire time, Plastic Man's going, hey, something's happening. No one's fucking listening to him. He goes, hey, something's happening. No one's fucking listening to him. And right as Tim and Bruce finish their conversation, Zod heat blasts him and then back and kills him. Damn. Yeah. after he's rescued, I'm like, wait a minute. I just read two full issues of a rescue attempt for the Teen Titans, and I am left with two of them? Yep. And you murder the one whose presence was probably missed the most? Fuck you. I got, he died to Zod. Zod! <laughs> the comic is just mean-spirited to be mean-spirited at this yes, point. Yes, that's exactly the problem. It's because... And especially with the Injustice 2 comic line, because the Injustice 2 comic line, nothing is happening because it's already happened, and Brainiac's not here yet. So what's the conflict? Superman's in jail. If he gets out, you're ruining the entire idea of him being imprisoned. Also, they've set up so many fail-safes at this point, it's not even funny. In addition to being in a Red Sun prison, Adam is in his brain. <laughs> Adam is in his <laughs> brain, pulling on certain, I, I think, like, it's established that Adam basically hides out in Superman's brain and tugs on some of his nerves or some shit and coerces him to sit back down. I don't know how it works, but he, that's what he's doing. Okay. That's where sure. Ray Palmer is. <laughs> so when you say he lives in his brain, is there like a little house in there or something? I know. <laughs> <laughs> 
Because, <laughs> like, there's not it's a like whole Legion. lot of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. There's not he's a like, whole lot of stuff little, in there. He's a little TV and I cast it up in this, like, this fucking fleshy room. <laughs> Sir Man's like, I've had this fucking headache for days and I keep hearing the Cheers theme and I don't know why. Adam is <laughs> making speeches to himself. Shakespeare. Like what is what like is Adam Jimmy eating? Clement. I don't know, <laughs> but it was like yeah, his first escape attempt. He goes to leave, and Batman's like, "You're not leaving." And certain Clark's like, "Watch me." And then like Clark stops, and because this little voice bubble off screen says like, or on the says like, "Stop," and he's like, "Huh?" And then Batman's like, "Yup." He's like, I, "He's like, I plan for this too." And it, it super cuts into Batman's brain. And there's Adam going, "Stop, sit down." Mm. It's like the uh, it's like the Ant Man sequence from Civil War. I'm your conscience. I know you don't talk to me for a while, but uh, <laughs> but on a whole different level. Um, that's but anyway, fucking dumb. The Injustice so Two game is fantastic. Um, yeah, and if you and hate the beautiful. new turtles being in it, fuck you. Yeah, seriously, fuck you. Um, it's fun. It's super addictive. The gear system is amazing. Um, it's got really cool designs of really cool characters. Captain Cold is in a video game, like. I don't think I have to say anymore. It's a game where the Ninja Turtles, Hellboy, and two characters from Mortal Kombat are in. Like, yeah, it's such a I, fun fighting game, and I can't wait until the next one comes out, which will inevitably be Mortal Kombat vs. DC2. Um, it's and happening. Be, can't say be, no to it. It'll be good this time. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> we'll see. Anyway, and on this someone's number four. Who else is left? I, I believe Arlen. it's my number four, and I, I assume we're going to have to wait to talk about this, but my number four is Wonder Woman. Um, which just tells you how much I liked the other things on my list. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know if we're gonna, are we gonna have to wait, or is this the it's, time to... It's not on my list. Connor? Uh, it's not on my list either. Oh, okay. Hunter? Uh, uh no. Okay, so I guess it's, it's time to talk Wonder Woman then, I guess. Uh, it's good, it's, it's a good movie. Like, I like it's, it a it's, lot. It is, it is so, it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. No pun intended. Um, but, it, and if it was like 1% better... Um, it would easily be on my list, but yeah. uh, not... I like I liked two other movies this year more than it. And hmm. here's the thing: DC movies, while Wonder Woman is good, the rest are dog shit. So it makes me kind of not think about Wonder Woman as often. Like it, Wonder Woman now feels like such a, a fluke. Yeah, yeah especially after Justice League, especially when Justice League basically retcons a lot of what makes her special. <sighs> yeah. For for my wife and I, when we watched Wonder Woman the first time, and only time, we loved the first half hour, all the stuff that took place in Themyscira. Like, huh. I thought that stuff was badass. Everything after that, just, it just didn't sit for me. Like, See, I don't know what I, it was. I think that movie really came alive during the No Man's Land sequence. Yeah. That was, but I mean, that's, okay, there were, there were sparks of brilliance in there. But for me, it just it, it was a well-made film, and I can understand why people enjoyed it. But I still like, like you guys were saying, like the other DC films have been dog shit. And for me, I think a lot of people were just freaking out because it was actually a well-made Warner Brothers film. I just, I was not that impressed by it's it, in so, all honesty. Huh, interesting. So I had a similar reaction myself. I was... I spent a lot of time thinking, did I like this because it was good in comparison to other things, or did I like it because it was really good? Yeah. Um, and I've said many times before, I probably like Man of Steel the most out of all of us. 
Um, some of okay, those... yeah, you know what? I I will concede that that movie's not dog shit, and no, I actually it's, I it's, it's 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 watchable. It is, it is fine to yeah. great. It's flawed. and it's got some and it has some really it has some really offensive pieces. Right. But yeah. overall, it's a it's fun. Yeah. It's fine. Uh, we, yeah. been... If you don't get, I'm sorry. If you don't get any joy from watching Superman fucking slap Zod around in the air yeah. like a ping pong ball, you don't have a fucking soul. But you, he's I mean, need to do it for minutes, which is reasonable. A reasonable. Michael Connor, you're telling us you're getting into vulgar autourism. Oh please no! I will. <laughs> <laughs> but, right um, <laughs> like, but yeah, that movie was. I I like it a lot more than a lot of other people. I understand for some people like the Jonathan Kent stuff just completely ruins the movie for them. I get the thing it. You gotta know, son. <laughs> is uh sometimes, <laughs> sometimes. It's and here's the tornado. The horses line that we keep making fun of—that's from BVS, and that's yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> what is that? Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> Why were you watching Old Spice? No, I'm not. No, no, that's that's my ringtone. Remember. Um, <laughs> This 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 that list raises, is brought to you by Old that Spice. Raises, that raises more questions, but okay. No, I just haven't changed my ringtone in here, so I just keep <laughs> using this. It's just, um, but no, um, Wonder Woman. Yeah, Wonder Woman. Um, but I liked it. I I've rewatched it multiple times, and I was like, okay, is it gonna go down in my opinion? Which uh, this happened to me before. It happens with just about every other Marvel movie that I see, unfortunately. My opinion goes down a little bit from when I first watched it. You know, I went from really loving Ant Man to being like, "That's it's a clever comedy. It's fun. It's good." It's, I, one thing I will never like stop praising about Ant Man is that it has the best portrayal of a stepdad in any movie ever mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. he's right. Like, yeah, yeah, it's 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 good for that reason. But um, this movie, like, I rewatched and I was like, "There's so much heart to this movie." Um, and it wears it on it wears it on its sleeve, um, and I just love the message of the movie at the end. I love that the end. It's about a main character who isn't driven by some dark vengeance. It's not a character who is, you know, feels guilty all the time because they can't do enough. It's just somebody who believes the best in everybody, but has a very reasonable reaction to people who do bad things who you know sees world war one and world war two and says okay that makes sense but i still believe that they can do better and that they will do better and that they won't disappoint me and that theme that and the way that she says it at the end and the way the movie culminates it just it just makes it work for me i don't care about the garbage man fight it's it's fun to see a superman (laughs) superhero who's like hey humanity be better yeah. yeah. The fuck. <laughs> that's just, that's just... essentially what she says. She like the gets fuck. down there. She's like, "The fuck." Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna keep playing devil's advocate with this. Like, I understand all those points, and I'm not disagreeing with you. But I just I feel like they were trying to set up Diana as as this feminist icon, which she is, arguably. Right. Yeah. But I don't feel like the film got that across. Like, there were definitely aspects of it that I felt were falling very much into making her just the typical female role in a movie. Like, huh. I there were parts that I felt like she was deferring to the men around her, and I, I didn't like that. Like, she hmm. is a Themyscarian warrior. She should not have to worry about what these people 
think when she's making a decision. She could listen to them and be like, okay, cool, I get that, but here's what's going to happen. That is, so that's fair. Um, and I, I can think of a, uh, here's, can... here's a Here's a here's a theory. Here's a question. Uh, what if that were present originally and someone and with a pair of cut up. Yeah. Stepped, in and said, stepped in and said, why is this woman acting like such a woman? A certain yeah. suit walked in. And yeah, like, and I can I can understand hmm. that, but it just it. I'm not saying I'm not saying that did happen because I have no fucking idea. Yeah, but I, there's a possibility. I can. There are a couple examples that I could pull out that would sort of that would support what Eric is saying, and I and I I'd be hard pressed to completely disagree with them. But I would also say that like, yeah, she gets upset that that council of British soldiers just says, "Well, who cares? They're just the lower class. Who cares if they die? Mm-hmm. That's what they're meant to do." Why is there a woman in this room? I think she's also trying to not cause waves mm-hmm. in a society that doesn't belong to her. And she's she still does live by like a code of like we're not necessarily supposed to interfere. I'm I not really supposed to be there. It's like mm-hmm. so I can't I, just I, enter I, the room and be like, no, you're doing this now, or I'm going to tear your head off. She could do that. No, and I'm I'm not I'm not saying she should do that, but it just it. It felt like, like I said, there were definitely parts of the movie that were very strong and showed mm-hmm. her as a strong female role. And I mean, I'm a, I'm someone with a penis saying like, well, that wasn't a very good representation right. of women. So take everything I'm saying with a grain of salt. Yeah, I, but for me, I just I felt like they could have done a better job having her represent the first big female superhero. That's fair. That's completely fair. Um, My that's... I. I'm going to say it off that topic, but like one of my favorite kind of, I wouldn't really say it's a misstep or a flub, but it's a sequence that ends up being unintentionally hilarious to me. It's towards the end where she has, and this is the one big criticism levied towards this movie. The Ares fight is very formulaic. And yeah, it's, it's, it's bad. There's something, about, there's, something about, there's something about seeing David Thewlis's little tiny face beneath that helmet where you're like, <laughs> and his mustache helmet. <laughs> his mustache um, that hasn't changed. Yeah. We, we learned that his mustache hasn't changed in thousands of years. He's just had that mustache. It's when, she, it's when she starts beating up on Danny Houston's character, who at this point, everyone's like, oh my god, that's Ares. Um, yeah. And she fucking lassos the fuck out of him and like just power bombs the shit with that lasso and then stabs the shit on that roof and she's like, I have killed Ares! And he's like, my name's George. Well, by this point, I thought Ares wasn't... She, she pummels the fuck out of a regular ass dude okay. and he just dies. Taking like weird god pills or whatever. Um, the thing about the Ares really appeal, funny. I don't think it's earned at all. Like, Yeah, because I thought, I totally thought Dr. Poison was going to be Ares. Which would have yeah. been... A far more interesting reveal. Yeah. Here's my thing, yeah. though. I David Thewlis is like when David Thewlis shows up, I'm like, he's not the bad guy. It's fucking David Thewlis. Well, so See, look at how soft. Look at how soft his face is. Fargo at, season three not... ended like two weeks before Wonder Woman came out because that's how long that season was. So I was very used to him being a villain. Look at, well, look at the goddamn only time I... fucking broke ass Sam Elliott over here. The villain was in in. Dragonheart, and that was a lifetime ago. <laughs> right. Fucking Dragonheart. A, a, a petulant, feminine, uh, bitchy villain, because he was supposed to be. Right. And in this, he's the god of war. Yeah. I was like, that's a little unexpected. Yeah. It's, it's, it's... no wonder. It, it's, it's... You go back and watch like the island of Dr. Moreau, and you're like, that's our protagonist? Alright. It's fucking David Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> 
I love him. He's a great actor, but like intimidating, he is not. Mm. That's fair. Um, he's like Diana. He's more creepy than than. Oh know. yeah, yes, yes. He's um, very. But yeah, I, I, but yeah, he's. I do think he's the weakest part of the movie, and I think up until her speech that she has that, and again, it, it's. I really fall for romances in this movie when these movies when they're done well. Um, mm-hmm. So for me, it's like. The romance between Diane and Steve, I really believed that. <laughs> like, I love I it. it. It's, based, it's not based on, like, physical attraction. It's based on them having ideals that complement each other so mm-hmm. well. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. when he's yelling at her in the, in the fucking, in the trench, um, about, like, just the way things are, and she's like, bullshit. Gets mm-hmm. up and, like, starts, like, kicking ass. He's like, okay, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, like, he goes with the flow. He doesn't, like... Well, I'm sticking to my plan because yeah, like, I'm a man. I know, I know people are like, um, they're like, oh, it happens too fast. I'm like, you'd be surprised how quickly people can fall in love in war. Like, mm-hmm. when you're live, when they're, oh, when there are lives at stake, like, Listen, there's no better natural aphrodisiac than being shot at. Right. Like, <laughs> what is what is the line from Metal Gear Solid? Can love bloom can on a battlefield? Can love bloom on a battlefield? <laughs> um, Otacon fucking sobs. <laughs> Fucking weeb trash. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't call Metal Gear Solid weeb trash. I'd more call it's it not. like fucking. Uh, it's it's high concept sci-fi oogie boogie. It's, is what it is. It's high concept <laughs> anime. Let's be real. It's fucking. It's like it's like war. It's evil and nuclear bombs are also evil. By the way, also, this man is made of bees. Also, let's talk I'm about going to take over your minutes. memory card. Oh Ooh. man, that hurt, that should hurt my voice. <laughs> so I you like playing Castlevania. Yeah, I see you've uh, been playing Need for Speed 2. Oh my. Suki Odin 2. Okay, who's number four is left? We're... I, I think we got all the number fours. We're in the number threes okay. now. My number three was Earth X, so we can move on from mine. Okay. 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 Speaking of Castlevania, you want to know what my number three is? What? No. It's the Castlevania TV show that was on Netflix. You know what? I'm going to allow it. that because it's I didn't, else, I didn't right? see that. Or Fucking else. good. It's, See, here's so, the thing. I've heard, I've heard very different schools of thoughts in this. I have heard, "Ew, it's terrible. Please don't watch it. It's offensive to my eyeballs." And I've heard, not, "Good, it's <laughs> not offensively terrible. They're crazy." Then, quick side note: um, it was written by Warren Ellis, so it falls yes. in the comic book category. It, so it's and, it, it's too anime-y for me for me to dude. get into it. Like Voltron is just like different enough. Okay. For me then to you like watch it. it and listen to the things Trevin Belmont is Trevor Selmont is saying and the things Dracula is saying, and you're okay. just like, "Holy shit!" Okay. I here's my thing on anime at this point in my age. Um, it is so hard for me to love an anime product at this point because my my love for the genre has been sullied by things like anime racehorse girls and women who fight with their butts. <laughs> Um, Hell yeah! And, and people, and not to not to sound like a complete asshole, and people who watch anime because some of them, a lot of them, are weird, off-putting, creepy. and really creepy people. Who it's yeah. the kind of people who it's the kind of people who watch girls fight with their butts. Joe um, <laughs> He's Whoa. a different. Now he's a different kind of beast. All the time. I know. He's I'm like, just he is, on him. He is purely he's a master manipulator because no. I'm like I'm like I'm like you're fucking with me but I'm buying it okay No Joe is another level Joe is, above He's like he, he's god He's way past he's way past irony at this point yes. 
He's he's taking it to another level. He's irony squared. He's he's, um, yeah. meta, he's meta irony. Yes. He, he's kind of he can kind of came back all the way around. Yeah. Like, yep. He, he he knows he's like he finds a picture of Sonic pregnant with Bubsy's baby and he's like. This is trash, but I'm posting it anyway. You need to tell me more about that. He's, share, oh, no. he's sharing his pain. Uh, <laughs> no, it's but like it's I I'll get into stuff like like Team Four Star reignited my love for Dragon Ball in a way that nobody could so, because they took a thing I was familiar with and not only turned on its head, but made it appeal to me in such a grown-up way where I'm like, yeah, Goku is a really terrible dad and Piccolo's a much better father. And every and and like Vegeta is a rage monster and all this stuff like they make jokes that link back to old jokes that link back to the show and it makes me appreciate the old show so much more and I love stuff like Street Fighter 2 the animated movie um, the Tekken movie is fantastic um, and there's a few anime adaptations of stuff I like but most of the time someone's like hey go watch this show I get like two episodes in I'm like this just doesn't do it for me Have you ever seen the the Street Fighter Alpha movies by the way Connor? Have you ever watched them? No. Not the Street Fighter 2 movies, but like the Alpha ones. Go and find them. They're you need to see them. Because <laughs> I still say Street Fighter 2, the animated movie, is like is one of my favorite animated films. Oh no, like I agree. Like that it's movie, who really has good. Not seen it. No, that's, that's the one that has the uh, Chun Li and Vega fight scene, right? Yeah, thing that everyone quotes. Yeah, that yep. fight is insane. Um, yeah. it has some of the best fight sequences I've ever seen, and the music is great. I think the music yeah. is by KMFDM. Um, yeah, it is. That movie is fantastic go, through and through. So to go back on Castlevania for a minute, yeah. like um, the the dialogue in that show is fucking insanely good. Is it? Is it? Is it? Is it very in line with like what is a man but a no. okay? Secret. No, here's the thing. No, <laughs> I'm already disappointed. No, but it's, is it like Mind Hunter? Is he like so, uh, being a Trevor, part of the vampires? Like Trevor Belmont. Trevor Belmont is a drunk essentially. Okay, who's oh. just the coolest dude ever? Who will kick your ass like <laughs> nine ways a Sunday? He's the best. Like, okay, they, wait. So he's everything I wanted Dante from Devil May Cry to be. He's cool. Like I really like Trevor Belmont. So okay. He's, he's kind of like the wolf, kind of. Okay. Yeah. And Graham McTavish plays Dracula. Oh, what? okay. You didn't. Nobody oh. told me this. Why didn't you leave yes. with that? Yeah, <laughs> I, I I was trying to remember his name. That's why. Who is he? Is he Soap? Is he which one is he? Is he's a. Uh... Fuck. Who is he? Please Price. Price. Yes, Price. Isn't he? Um. Wasn't he also? Um. Fuck in Preacher. Um. Yeah. He's. Yeah, he's. Uh, and he's also. Killer. He's in Rambo. He's the guy that Stallone is like. You have to make a choice now. Um, oh, good. Yeah, he's awesome. I'll watch it then. Yeah, it's good. Go check it out. It's only three episodes, and season two is going to have nine episodes? Wow. God damn it. So we'll we're, see. We're, I'm glad to see. We'll see what Warren Ellis gets done. I'm glad to see we've already hit the Berserk problem with uh, with Castlevania. <laughs> well, the problem was, I was reading somewhere, it's like the budget they had was very little, and it was this was okay. basically a test for Netflix to be like, Hey, we oh. can do this. Okay. And okay. It... I'm I'm glad that worked outside of, you know, something like residue, which I got also, really into was quite uh, the kid. Remember a while back when I posted in the group about the the Wolverine radio drama? Mm-hmm. Yes. So Richard Arbitrage, who's playing Wolverine, he plays Trevor Belmont. All right, I'm oh. in. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah. All right, yeah, I'm in. Um okay. I I'm glad I mentioned actually uh Berserk because that is the only other anime that has gotten my attention recently where I'm like It's I, not great. I Have you seen it? it <laughs> you should oh, see no, no, the no, animation. No, 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 not, not, not the, no, no, not the new one, the old one. 
Oh, the old one? Okay. Yeah, original yeah. Berserk, because original Berserk is basically like what Hideki Miyazaki pulled from for most of Dark Souls. I, I'm a really big Berserk fan. And yeah, like, and like the aesthetics of it, I'm like, why wasn't I into this a long time ago? This is everything I like right now. I will I will warn you, there is some stuff in that that's like will shake you. Oh, I'm kind of ready for it. it. It's not. It's not a pleasant story. No, I don't. I. I wasn't expecting it to be. I wasn't expecting the guy who based, you know, his entire fictional universe of Dark Souls on it to be pleasant. Yeah, there's there's some themes that show up frequently. That's not good. So. Yeah. No, I'm gonna check it out. Um, who's next? Uh, that was our number three, right? Yeah. So or we're on our number three. Yeah, it's me. Um, this might eliminate one from your list, Connor. Uh, I went with War for the Planet of the Apes. That is my number like, one pick. Yeah, Straight that. Up. Okay, I'm. Okay, good. We'll talk about this right now. Um, yeah. No that... trilogy since the Dark Knight has rocked me to my core uh, on every level than these movies. Because I, I went into Rise of the Planet of the Apes. I was like, I mean, this looks interesting. Same. And I left that movie like, holy shit. That um, movie. Well, I watched that, it recently. That movie, that movie is great. Unexpectedly yeah. shocking. Yeah. For a movie yeah. with Draco really, Malfoy and James Franco. Like. Then, okay, right, right, on paper, no film with James Franco should be taken seriously on paper. No. However, yeah. And, and then like, he makes this. Except for when he does Tommy Wiseau impressions. That's, that's amazing. Um, this movie leads up to a moment that not. that hushed my theater. And I think everyone knows yeah. what I'm talking about. It's oh, yeah. the enclosure scene where Caesar says no for the first time. And that happened, and to this day I watch that, and my skin crawls. I'm like, that is terrifying. Yeah. One, because, like, it's the way he delivers it. And two, if you're a person and you're watching someone beat on an animal and that animal stands up and speaks to you in your language, that's that's an evolutionary step no one's ready for. Yeah, and also, as as like, I'm actually kind of a big Planet of the Apes fan. And as somebody who knows a lot about Planet of the Apes lore... I remember sitting in that theater thinking, "This is just gonna be them using the name to get people in the seats." This is like I felt mm-hmm. the same way you guys felt about Power Rangers. Like, this is nostalgia, and this is people playing on older people's nostalgia. There are so many little references, and just in the first movie, to things that the first movie, the, the first movie yeah. has a very quick reference to the space mission, yeah. does it not? Yes, it, yeah, does. it does. It does, and uh, like. I mean, there are things that they add, like uh, Caesar's like flag, which kind of gets lost in the later movies, is his window. Um, but that was such like a, like a interesting little so, piece. Is, so I have but, a is a is Planet of this book based on a book? It is based off of a book. Um, oh yeah, I wasn't it a French book. The script was written by Rod Sterling. I don't know. I don't. Yeah, think he I wrote do that. Um, but I, he, he he adapted it so. Um, but yeah. then, like, that was Rise, and, like, you get to Dawn. Um, Dawn is... Dawn is a visceral movie. Yeah, um, it is. And, like, these movies get progressively more... It got progressively heavier as they go along. Yeah. And, and the by the time you got, they're touching By on. the time you get to Wharf the Planet of the Apes, there are apes getting crucified. They are getting yep. executed for not doing slave work. I mean... Caesar, Caesar treks across a, a, an icy wilderness to go save... To go, to go exact revenge. Yeah. On, a, on Woody Harrelson's fucking disgusting character, who I can't stand. There's an uh, ape internment <laughs> camp, which yeah. is what? There's yes. a yeah. which in in our current climate, unfortunately, is very um interesting. Honor, um, Wolf of Planet of the Apes is so politically relevant it hurts. Yeah, uh, yeah. it's like the, what? Do you, have you you haven't seen it yet? Have you? 
No, I have not. Okay, well, okay. I'm gonna, there's oh. a quick spoiler for the beginning, if you don't mind. I don't um, care, it's fine. Okay, this so is the like, part that I don't like, though. The beginning is the part that I dislike the most. But um, I understand why they did it. Um, so, Caesar, there, there's a siege on his camp again by humans, and Caesar kind of says, like, he and apes are now traitors, too. Like, they side with the humans after the second movie, because some are like, hey, Koba was right. Yeah, um, Koba so they go was back right. Um, but the humans, stream like, the humans stream like shit, and then they spray paint donkey on their backs and treat him like pack mules. Um, yeah. So they get, they get, you know, they fend off the siege, and then Caesar's like, "I'm showing you mercy. Please leave me and my people alone." Mm-hmm. And then his, fa- and then he goes home, and his family's there. He has a wife. He has a child. Woody Harrelson takes a like what's basically a special ops team, sneaks into his home, and kills his wife and son with gunshots to the head. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, and he narrowly that misses sets, his baby. And that, yes, and that set like Caesar's what like the fuck? Caesar's like everything I've learned from this point is null and void. I'm gonna kill this man. Yeah, it becomes yeah. like this revenge. It becomes epic. is this nasty revenge movie that turns into a rescue mission because when he goes to find Woody Harrelson's character, they snagged his entire community on their trek to a different, uh, different, uh, basically a new home. Mm-hmm. Um, they want to leave the humans. They're like, let's just go. Let's get away from these people. Let's go live on our own. And on the way there, Woody Harrelson's team captures them and puts them in a slave camp and makes yeah. them build a Oh, okay. Yeah. I, while we're doing yeah. this, I was looking for this on PlayStation Video, and it's on sale. So I guess I'm watching that after this. Yeah, yeah you should. Very, very good. And Woody Harrelson's it. character is fucking gross. And I, it's, impl- I, yeah. it's implied it's shades that he... Of Kurtz. Yeah, I've, I've said it many times. He, He's he doing a Brando yeah. impression. Kills yep. one of his family members because they're sick, and yeah. he thinks they're he thinks they've now become, uh, basically from a species perspective, genetically inferior, and he can't allow that to continue. So and this he is this is another thing like the references to the old movies. When you watch the first Planet of the Apes, the humans can't speak; um, yep. they are because mute. Virus and... that was that was kickstarted in Rise has evolved to the point where it makes humans dumb. Mm-hmm. It makes it basically turns them into. The, they kind of they're, devolves they're, them. Yes, they they're into like lowers, and they can just stammer and murmur, and kind of just like they kind of they they understand basic things, but beyond that, they're basically incommunicable. Incommunicable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yep. it's so yeah, it's so good, and uh, yeah, like, and it's yeah. and oh, Woody Harrelson basically says he's like he's like at this point he's like there he's like he's like if we allow you to continue, he's like you will beat us purely by attrition. He's like nothing's coming after you; it's all coming after us. Mm-hmm. It's really you, nutty. You were gonna say, Arlen? No, I was, I was just. I lost. I lost my train of thought. So okay. Ahead. I um, was. I was just gonna say that. Um, this is Eric's pick. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. No, I mean that's the thing. Like I came in with these knowing that these would probably start conversations. Um, but for me, like this entire trilogy was one of the few trilogies I've seen probably in the last decade that pays off more with each film. Oh my God! Yes. Like yeah. it's it's not a matter of of the second film like being better than the first or third or like the third one having elements that were better, but it just it continues it is, to pay really off the hard, story. It's hard to decide which of the three is better than any which one because they all kind of operate in the same level of quality, I, and they're but, also different. But thematically, it's yours to pick from because like Rise is about kind of escape, um, yeah. and mm-hmm. you know not, you know free from I get I wouldn't say oppression, but like it's the it's the it's the it's the boiling water, basically. Um, and then Dawn is the uneasy alliance because Dawn has humans that are perfectly fine with working with apes. So like, yeah, they're here. We're here. Let's fucking do this together. Um, and then war is like war is the tipping of the scales. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and 
Oh fuck! I had a thought and well, I lost it. War is <laughs> war is more the uh, the farewell letter to humanity. Yes. Like it's it's just telling you like this is what's going to happen and there's nothing you can do to stop oh, it. Oh, that's it. Um, Caesar's growth, physically and verbally, across yep. three movies is very. It, it, you can there's a through line yeah. from him being a very young ape who is signing to uh, a a fully like a, a, an ape who's speaking in full sentences by the third movie. I mean, because yeah. the second one he's making full sentences, but they're missing words. He's like, you know, ape do not want war. In the third mm-hmm. movie, it's like, I don't know where we'll go from here because everything's bad and everything sucks and humanity's. It's I'm he's I'm like I'm like he's having full conversations with humans. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 the origin of the first great ape leader. Um, and it's and like and like the the little callbacks, the little callbacks, like and um, when they go to James Franco's house yeah. in the second movie, and like someone picks up a picture of him and uh him and Caesar, and like. Who was this? He's like, he's a great man, but he's gone. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm like, that sucks. Yeah. Like it's there's like... a layer, there's a level of sadness that goes through these movies that is captivating, but it never, it, it's, it's like Logan, which is on my list. It's aggressively unfun, but you can't keep your eyes off of it. Well, yeah. it's, it's the, the third movie is Caesar finally losing hope in humanity. Yeah. yeah. Is really what it's all about is that he's finally realizing like, ape must be the superior because, species because the, here. the humans are let who are left are fucking terrible mm-hmm. well yeah they're the meanest of the group yeah the one the, the ones who are left are just the ones who should have died off first like they, they are yeah. detestable they're yeah. just not yep. like it it's not a, it's a very bleak movie like the, oh, the no, second one's not very bleak but like yeah like this is the first one where there's no human who's the good guy so no, this is yeah. kind yeah. of a spoiler well, but... well nova nova is the only good one yeah, but Nova's oh, yeah. part of the. She's one of the diseased yeah, she's, ones, sort of. Yeah, she's she's now she's she, she's basically a, a human surrogate at this point. Right. Like she's she's in the ape community, and she always will be because she's basically been super taken in by them. Yeah, yeah. there's so, no like James Franco or a Australian yeah, guy who I can't remember the name of. There's yeah, no there, there's no voice of reason in this movie. They're all yeah. gone. Yeah, and that's yeah. the worst part about it is that there's no more. There's no one left on the other side for Caesar to lean on and go. You're rational. You can possibly keep relations between our species together. Mm-hmm. But now those people are all gone, and it's survive yeah. or don't. I, I will say I still like Dawn better, but it's only for one reason, and it's this: uh, Koba is th- uh, the greatest villain to exist. Toby, Toby Kebbell is a very underrated performer, yeah. and the f- I didn't know he was both King Kong and a human character in the Kong movie. Yep. Um, hmm. He came back as Koba for a minute in the third one because he's in a dream sequence. That is yeah. fucking horrifying. Miles, yeah. um, oh. like, an ape dies in a kind of a confrontation, and Caesar's sitting in a, a campfire, and through the flames, Koba's face just kind of starts moving towards him, and he goes, ape, do not kill ape, and screams mm. in Caesar's face, and he wakes up. Yeah, it's, it's so good. But, um, yeah. but uh, Koba's just a better villain, and part of what made Don so good is I saw Koba's side. Like I was on his yeah. side. Koba, Koba wasn't wrong. Yeah. Like Koba's Koba's ideology isn't wrong. His methods are monstrous. Yeah. I mean, yeah. spoiler for Don, but until he killed Rocket, I was on his side. He had to kill yeah. the child of well, a he, lead character. Yeah. Yeah. He kills Rocket's son horribly. He. he yeah. He, yeah. He. What is it? He. He throws he, him he, over a. Well, doesn't he? He. He. He forgives him, and basically, he does the whole the. Yeah. The head tap, like he right. he acknowledges him and then throws him off a building. Yeah, or yeah. like off a, it's like a stone 
stairs, like yeah. an old like a subway um, stairs, and throws and them I on the pavement. The sequence where Koba walks up those two guys and starts acting like starts acting all funny mm-hmm. like a monkey and then uses a machine gun on them. I'm like, that's scary as shit. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Koba's a sick, sick guy. And I was on his side, which is which is what makes <laughs> a great villain. And I was never on Woody Harrelson's side in this movie ever. Well, um, he was he was too over the top to no, he was be doing, uh, yeah, believable he was, as yep. yeah. he, he's yep. doing and, and Brando the entire I, time. I, 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 will not, <laughs> I will not spoil his fate, but he what what happens to him is so well deserved. Yeah, it's yeah. not even funny. It's yeah. and actually it's almost comical, but you're too busy going like, oh, you piece of shit. I'm so glad this happened to you. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. I that God that that trilogy is amazing from start to finish and. I actually fear for its future now with the Disney buyout, so I don't know what's going to happen to that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what? where else could they go? I mean, I'd be happy with them not going anywhere for a while. Like, yeah. Because this was such – the war closes on such a good it, – it closes the loop, essentially. Yeah. Because yeah. it brings you back to, like, oh, this is where the ape society actually began. There, there are places I would like them to explore in later movies, but I think they can take a break. Like I've yeah. always wanted to know, well, what happened to the what happened in Africa, where there's the largest concentration of these apes in the world? What happened when this virus hit there, and what does that society look like? And like, yeah, um, so I, well, the one thing I'm glad, the one bullet I'm glad we dodged, is the the obligatory reference to the Statue of Liberty. Mm-hmm. Um, one because logistically mm-hmm. it would make no sense because that's in the East Coast, right? And I'm and I'm glad that's it was no, point. I'm glad that nuclear war was not what took us out because that's very cliche at this point. Like, yeah. what, what killed us was this was a quiet, natural like man-made bug. Well, yeah, that, man's arrogance. That, that that we just that were like, oh yeah, we can we yeah. can break Mother Nature. No well, fucking problem. Oops. The great thing about the old movies is they make it very clear that they don't know when the nuclear war actually happened. So it might have been that the humans were already dead, and then the surviving humans used yeah. nukes. It's it's kind of like um like Mad Max. Like you don't really know what happened in Mad Max mm-hmm. that that caused the apocalypse. Right. Um. Oh, the thing of view in one is like financial collapse. Well, like, that's, that's, that's in, in Mad Max one. They say it's society is crumbling, but I yes. think George Miller has basically said off you know off camera more or less. He's like. He's like, basically, it's everything you're worried about in the news all happening in the same week. Yeah. So yeah. it's like the economy collapses, like price, the stock crashes, um, yeah. uh, some kind of natural disaster of, or a combination of such nuclear war and maybe a solar flare all in, all in the same week. Yeah. Like it's, uh, the way I've always thought of it is, is it's like New York in the late 70s. But all over the world, <laughs> oh no, just everywhere. I think actually, and most people are like, "Wouldn't nuclear war cause a nuclear winter for Fury Road?" And I think a lot of people have pieced together the idea that like it was a solar flare that hit us that mm-hmm. scorched the planet and dried the oceans up. Right. It wasn't just it wasn't just nuclear war that caused. Yeah. It. They kind no, of touch on they, it. They touch on it in the game a little yeah. bit. They're like, yes, everything they disappears in the ocean. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. And like it's it's like. The, the setting of Fury Road is too desolate for something like nukes to just do that. Like, mm-hmm. something came along and fucking annihilated us. Yeah. And it couldn't have just been us. Like, we certainly contributed. But I think, like, in the end, it was Mother Nature or God, whatever the fuck you want to call it, who was like, you're done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 
But that's yeah, yeah that's not the Planet of the Apes. Uh, but yeah. So can we talk about something happier now? Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> so I think it's I think it's my number three. My favorite movie of 2017, hands down. Yeah. Um. So I guess um. Yeah, I think it's mine. Uh. So based off of your guys's list, I don't know if this will come up again. Uh, because it seems like you just I don't know. It's, you might have forgot about it. I don't. So it might not even be on your list. You, but uh, I don't know. This this year was packed. That's all I'm gonna uh, say. So. So this came out the beginning of the year. It's really the first thing that I remember us loving from this year. Um, it aired on FX. Legion. It's Legion, guys. Easily, easily my favorite TV show this year. Honestly, it was almost a list. Here's the thing: 2017 was like the anti 2016, Mm -hmm. where the bad shit happened. 2016, and then 2017 came back and was like, "Here's a fuckload of entertainment. It's all Mm -hmm. gonna rock." Yeah. Yeah. I I didn't like. I had when we when we were talking about like, let's come up with one bad thing we just hated. I was like, I can't even put Iron Fist because, like, Iron Fist is bad, but, like, who gives a shit? Right. Yeah. <laughs> not Legion. Because <laughs> I had so much yeah. more that I loved than I hated, which is why I'm not a fan of people on Facebook who are like, God, you hate everything. I'm like, no, I fucking don't, actually. Yeah. Like, I am actually very positive about lots of stuff. It's that you guys only pay attention when I say something sucks. Right. Everybody only gets freaked out when I say Fifth Element is terrible. Come out, yeah. bros. Come out. <laughs> or when people, say, when people say Die Hard 2 is a bad movie, which they're factually wrong. Right. What in, to, to, to quote Spider-Man, what in the goddamn fuck? <laughs> but, uh, no, yeah. I, I definitely struggled not to put Legion on my list. Like, it, it was it was an amazing show. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, love, I feel like it was lightning my, in a bottle. Legion is it's so, my favorite I, show of 2017, honestly. Legion, Legion is what I've been enjoying out of, like, I guess like the Fox side of things for comic book movies and yeah. and, and mm-hmm. media because it's like you guys took a superhero concept and and graciously and brazenly stepped outside of the box that we've all gotten very comfortable in and did something different and said here you go and like, Legion is one of, like, one of my favorite X Men and they did them right like they did something I'm the only person in the world who cares about Legion <laughs> now I feel like yeah. I feel like now I'm not. And um, my roommates, uh, my roommates who are, they have like, you know, they're, they're very casual approach to like comic book stuff, but they're big old nerds. Like if I could show everyone like the wall of pop vinyls they've had out in the living room is insane at this point. They had to buy shelves. Um, huh. And like Dean's a fucking video gamer and Ashley loves books. Actually, I got Ashley uh, old man Logan for Christmas um, mm-hmm. and she freaked. She's fucking happy. She's reading it right now because um, she saw they saw Logan and she was like, I want to read that book. I was like, oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> if she saw Logan, it's like, I want to read that. She's going to really love Old Man. Uh, I know. Old and Man I, told her, I, was like, I told her, I was like, get ready because it gets fucking weird. No, there's more. <laughs> there's more. That's the best part about reading it after yeah. seeing Logan. Um, <laughs> but um, but Legion was, was like Logan and like Deadpool um, was something completely different. Mm-hmm. And even my, my room, I brought my roommates up because even they liked it. Yeah. And it's something that's not really in their comfort zone yeah it's and a very like, weird show also like, she's like it's yeah. fucking weird she's like but it's interesting yeah like... it's like twin peaks yeah but i feel like it's a little <laughs> more, little bit more aware of it's crazy you know what yeah. i mean like uh, no twin peaks is so self-aware of it's crazy at this point especially by season three um it, it it's aware of its own insanity you know what i mean where yeah. it's like okay twin peaks is ironically like off kilter and it's kind of done as a form of comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, Legion is funny, but Legion is embracing 
its wackiness and its pure lack of sanity and running for the hills with it because the entire the entire premise is is psychotic break right so yeah. it's do with you know with with a mental struggle so it works yeah that's like there's an episode where Dan Stevens talks to another Dan Stevens and it's one amazing. of them is just Dan Stevens naturally and one of them is hidden with his american accent and it's brilliant <laughs> The chalkboard sequence where he explains like, like, it's one of the most clever bullet dodging of having to like accept a different continuity, um, Mm -hmm. of having to like acknowledge that like Professor X is your dad, Mm -hmm. like, there's no getting around that, and they 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 explain that without having to actually come out and say it, Mm -hmm. because he's drawn very explicitly, right? Like it's a fucking bald guy. Suit like yeah. yes. there's a there's a bald man and I think there's wheelchair. a wheelchair yeah 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 there is yeah and, well and there's Arlen, a flashback um, also um, yeah so, yeah Arlen I I figured I might have a uh, opinion on this but did you get a heavy Wes Anderson vibe from some of yes. the episodes there there yes. is there's yes. a very yes. big Wes Anderson influence like there's so many this is this is the thing I what I love about Legion and this is something that Noah Hawley's been doing with Fargo also is. He is willing to change formats in the middle of a show. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. there's stuff where it's like he's going for, like, film, and it's this, like, super wide screen, and the frame is very thin, and this it's mostly black on your screen. And then he'll cut to a screen that's just filled with colors, and it's bright, and it's fun, and there's people dancing. And we- he's... Yeah, Wes Anderson was, like, the was the first thing I got, like, two episodes in, because... One of my, my one of my favorite Wes Anderson movie, probably my favorite Wes Anderson movie, is a uh, Grand Budapest Hotel. Yes. And that movie is so I've described it as like if you're looking constantly into a box with three walls, mm-hmm. and yeah. everything's like a, everything's kind of like a, a diorama. Yeah. And everything's framed that way. It's always it's very either symmetrical or it's 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 like you're staring into a like a, a playset. Mm-hmm. That was but Daddy it, Issues the movie. <laughs> But it's, like, about so much more than that, though. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a movie about, like, war. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, it's it's a movie about, like, the, like, like a fiction... World War One happens a bunch across a fictional country, <laughs> some people escape it. Yep. Yeah, and it's, it's got so many heavy themes. While you have uh, some of the best jokes I've ever heard. Did you just throw some of the cat most, out of the of, window? Some of the driest humor I've ever seen that has made me laugh as hard as I ever have. Mm-hmm. Um... I think when any time fucking Ray Fiennes was just delivering lines about how cool he is, but not really emoting. Yeah. <laughs> or so, when 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 Willem Dafoe is stomping on his hands when he's dangling off an ice cliff, and he's just oh. he's like, "I'm gonna die now, so I better start reciting poetry," and starts to just like gracefully recite this poem about death, and then Willem Dafoe gets knocked off the cliff, and he just cuts into, "Holy shit, you got him!" <laughs> I apologize. I was thinking of Darjeeling Limited, not Grand oh, Budapest no. Hotel. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, not, yeah. not that I've, one. I've yeah, no, Darjeeling um, Limited is is Daddy Issues the movie. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, Wes Anderson like is very good compliment for uh, yeah. Legion because it does feel like that. It does feel like it's it is quirky, it is weird, and it's very colorful and upbeat whilst being so dark. I mean, there, there are so many influences in the movie, though. Like, there's a little bit of a Cronenbergian type of thing, almost. There uh, definitely is. Yes. And there's Fucking moments that the, remind uh, me of The Fury, also, um, which is like the older the, uh, movie. Uh, the King of Shadows. Yes. First, like, this is just totally terrifying. You mean the Shadow King? They can't, they can't do the yeah. Shadow King? <laughs> so they call him the King of Shadows? 
God damn it. But uh, Actually, I'll be no, pausing. That's what like... they did direct call him Shadow King. They did call him Shadow King at some point. They, they mostly at some point, yes. Um, it's funny how they're just like, he's the King of Shadows. Like, we know who you're talking about. Right. <laughs> and I love how, like, I love how badass they make him. Like, he's yeah. he, like, he's like, Ooh, something's going on over here. I might, I need to check in over there. And he just pops in on those two characters, like in that hallway. And I don't remember exactly what they're doing. And she just like, and he just like stops time in Aubrey Plaza form, and is like, "Oh no, 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 not you two. You two are misbehaving. I have to punish you." And she, what does she do? Doesn't she like slice one of their throats open or something? Like, yeah, I can't remember. It goes some very dark places, and characters like die in very aggressive and gruesome yeah. ways. Um, and like, there's a sequence that's all timed to this music, and by the end mm-hmm. of it, the music is just like, it's just completely changed into this other thing. Um, that's it's I don't know, it's so great. Isn't then, that there's there's an entire silent movie scene from the end of it, isn't there? Yeah, yes. it's, everything's everything's Time done to... as a as a silent film. Yes, it's so good. Um, but yeah, and like there's a point where yeah, that's right. The Shadow King turns off everybody's ability to speak, um, mm-hmm. because that's how powerful the Shadow King is. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> like God, it, yeah, it's a great show. I mean, you all heard our reviews of it. We loved it. It's uh, fantastic. I mean, we loved it enough that we had to review it. That on a show where we review CW every week. That's how much we liked it. So, yeah. All right. All right. Who, moving on to number two. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, um, I'll open with mine, and it's an easy one. It's Logan. That Logan's. was my number two as well. Uh, Logan's a little uh. higher up on mine. Hunter, where, did you, is it on yours? <laughs> well, it could only mine, be one but... other number. <laughs> It's not on mine, but it's fantastic. It's a great movie. Uh, um, Logan showed everything they could do if you treat comic adaptations, not even adaptations, just comic properties with adult intentions. Yeah. Yes. yes. But, and if you're not afraid, and if you're not afraid to hurt your viewers' feelings, but you also yep. respect that character and the legacy mm-hmm. that that character has built up, because the biggest critique that you can make of the dark knight 10 years out is that that movie is afraid of using the character of batman that's the biggest and that it's not even a batman movie and that's something you can say about dark knight rises as well is that's the biggest problem with all three of those movies even the movie yeah even the movie titled batman begins it's afraid of the fact that the character is named batman um so much that they had to change the title in the sequels. Um, so that's a problem for me, personally. This movie is not afraid of the fact that Wolverine, in this universe, probably did wear some version of yellow spandex. And also, this movie doesn't care about continuity. There are things yeah. from the previous movies that if you if you know them, great, and that means it happened. I personally think the Wolverine is fantastic. So I think when, it's fine. I, it's, that movie's... It's, good right. like i watched it recently and actually it's the um good. the the director's cut is mm-hmm. pretty awesome because yeah, the director's cut has is. some really cool shit in it the director's cut has um i think it's not uh the um the sequence where he fights the ninjas in the snow it's mm-hmm. entirely it's different it's it, it's a different scene altogether. Yeah. like he filmed two fucking fight sequences and if you rewatch and, like, it, it there's a I weird bit of this... like there's a weird bit of like symmetry with that movie if you rewatch it now like immediately after watching Logan. 
The scene um, where he's well, in the hotel room with like the Japanese dude mm-hmm. and he tosses him out the window is like one of my favorite Wolverine scenes. I do. Ever. I love that because she's like, "Hi, there's a pool there." He's like, "I didn't." Yeah, that that scene that they stole from James Bond. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's like, for some reason, I really like the idea of making a James Bond movie and just making it Wolverine. Yeah, that's what that movie is. Oh, but what it, was it? I think I was gonna say. Character. I love. That he has that he has the sword. He has the sword that he was given in the. Wolverine. And that's my and that's my favorite mm-hmm. thing about Logan and the continuity it has because its continuity is whatever you wish, ha- whatever you want mm-hmm. to have happened and have not happened, is entirely mm-hmm. up to you and it's fine. Yeah. You can ignore you can ignore X Men Origins or you can acknowledge the fact that, that fucking that adamantium bullet came from that movie. Right. Fuck. Or well, it could be like I made this a long time ago because one day I might have to use it. Like, it it, it goes both ways. Yeah. You can acknowledge the fact that I mean certain things did canonically happen. Like Wolverine killed the sword. Jean. The sword, the samurai sword. He did go to Japan. Yes. Yes. Like, he went to Japan, and some version of what happened in that movie happened. Yeah. But it doesn't well, necessarily mean that he fought a robot at the end. Uh, I do love. I do <laughs> love question, how question they're for like. You guys. Oh, go ahead. Uh, when she's looking at the the comic book, and he's like, "All oh, that's horseshit." Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, like, I, since we just talked about Legion, the base from Legion is in that comic book, which is something that I love. And we didn't bring it up during the review, but that was great. Yeah. It's the same base, um, and it's it's so it great. is. Um, so yeah, I love that. Or yeah, the question. Oh, the question I had was, um, I don't know if any of you had seen something that had been floating around shortly after Logan came out, but uh, in the Wolverine, there's a point where, uh, yes. what is the Japanese woman? Oh, uh, she's yeah, his, the one who can read the future, yes. or she can see she, people's futures. She predicts his death yes. word for word. Yeah. And and yeah, like uh, you will die in the forest with your heart in your hand. With your and heart in your hand, and it's and it cuts it's his to daughter's it. hand. And it's, uh, yeah, she said. Yeah, she said die with your heart in your hand there's blood everywhere like she so, dies he dies violently you know with you know with with the only thing he has left in the world holding his hand and, and then I, I want to think final that was shot, intentional I want to the final shot was... when oh, she turns a crossover into an X yeah. literally almost made me cry I, I have I work at a uh, you know I work in an animal hospital and a lot of the people I now in a different animal hospital are older than me uh, and they're also uh, uh, not just they're women they're old women and comic book movies aren't their thing um, and the other day, like, we were just talking about, I can't remember what we were talking about, but one of them goes, I saw Logan the other day, and I paused and waited, and she goes, it was really good. I'm like, that's the fucking strength of that movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean. No, my wife watched it with me. She really enjoyed it as well. Yeah. fantastic. It's a movie that I think I've never, like, and that's she in my like, top five movies of all time. She was, like, she, was like, it's, she was like, it's so sad. She's like, but it was really good. I'm like, and I said, the phrase I've always used is, it's aggressively unfun. But it's never not entertaining yeah. or captivating. It's it's being a, a sad movie is fine. You can have a sad mm-hmm. movie as long as there's something to take away from it that makes you feel okay about it. Like like one of our biggest problems with BBS is that it's it's dark for the sake of being dark and it doesn't really go anywhere. It, does, mm-hmm. it doesn't have it, ha- it doesn't have a message and it, yeah, at all. Well, it does have a message, and that message is really bad. It's, the message <laughs> is dumb. That's, the message sucks. <laughs> The uh, message is, is sometimes horses need to die, Clark. The message is sometimes you need to sacrifice to survive. You need to sacrifice to save the day. Superman would never do that because Superman doesn't believe in that. Superman he believes have that to. you always win if you try. He, There's always another way. He doesn't have to sacrifice. No. Yeah. If, um, uh, yeah. But Logan's message is like, dude, like it. Everything dies. Like mm-hmm. it's. 
nothing is yeah. going to stay great forever. Um, and death is inevitable, even for someone who's seemingly immortal. Uh, but like in 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 Laura, there's the future. Like, yeah. it's very similar to Last Jedi, which was all it was committed to tearing down the past. And Logan does it in a way that's so cynical and mean that it's hard not to really get into because, like, what does that dude say at the end? He's like, oh, yeah, we just kind of bred your kind out of existence by fucking putting some kind of mutant, mm-hmm. you know, gene suppressor in high fructose corn syrup, which is, by the way, in every conceivable foodstuff known to man. Right. Yep. Uh, and we just, we knocked your, we knocked your species out of existence quietly, calmly, and we won... There it is. Yeah. They did it bureaucratically. They're yeah. like, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> they, 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 they beat they fucking, mutants with red tape. It's so good. They yeah, this weaponized sugar. Like this movie, yeah. it's the end of the mutants, yeah. and also uh, the last third, an effective recreation of uh, Thunderdome. So that is an achievement, also. Yeah, um, it is. <laughs> it is very. Uh, it is, it, Logan is very Mad Maxy with his fucking white tank top. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but it's also like, it's a Western movie. It's a comic book movie. Um, it takes a character like professor X who is always held to a high standard and reduces him to a, a dotering babbling dementia ridden old man who has, who can't control his powers, who needs to be carried around and babysat all the time because he's basically a weapon of mass destruction. Well, that was, that was something else though. Like, I don't, I don't think it was ever really implied in the movie, but kind of reading between the lines, I got the impression that Professor X is the reason that the X-Men were dead. He is absolutely the reason the X-Men are dead. They spell it out. He killed them. Okay, he, I just, I, it's, it's been I, a while. So. They also, James Mangold said there was something else that was supposed to be in the script that explicitly stated that what happened in the Las Vegas hotel room where he loses control and everyone starts to paralyze and not be able to breathe mm-hmm. is that he had an episode at the X-Mansion and asphyxiated oh, okay. everybody in the building. Yeah, Oof. and there was a scene Jesus. with uh, Sabretooth. And this is, a, this is something that oh, we said in the man. review Sabretooth should have been in this movie somewhere, but I understand they couldn't fit him in. So I believe I, yeah. I believe X twenty four was supposed to be Sabretooth. Yeah, and that's um, okay. that's something that I X twenty four is, but he works. I think yeah. he works. He works, but it's like he works because he because Logan has to confront the part of him that he never became. Right. He, he, yeah. But the part you can, of him that he like, you can you can become something better and bigger. Um, can, and and you can and do better. that same thing though with Sabretooth because. Yeah. In this continuity, well, yeah. they've done nothing to suggest that they aren't still brothers. Um, yes, and Sabretooth could have been the a more extreme version of Superman from Dark Knight Returns, where he is everything that Batman isn't, where Superman becomes like a government stooge. Uh, and well, Sabretooth and could have been the stooge or enforcer for this new, you know, whatever this fucking conglomerate is, is experimenting on mutants, and he could be he could be so you know so he he's comfortable with it because it's a paycheck, and that should disgust other mutants. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's that's kind of what he's been like in the comics at times. Is that he's just for hire, and it doesn't matter what it is as long as he's getting paid. Yeah, right. Yeah, and that, that that's something that they. I understand why they couldn't do it. The movie is very slim and it's very tight, and adding another mm-hmm. character would be hard. But it's it's yeah, and one. very and it's on a small scale. The third act doesn't involve some device that's going to blow up a city or, mm-hmm. or 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 create a black hole or any of those tropes that like. I hate to say Red Later Media invented, but, like, there's nothing shooting a beam into the sky. Right. 
It's just 15 Which kids. Which was like, just funny. It's like, that's a joke. And then like a year later, you're like, oh, that's happened in everything. Yeah. No, I mean, the, the conclusion of that movie is just a vicious, bloody, terrible fight in the woods. Yeah. And it's a very personal fight at that. And yeah, like, and like, arguably the most popular mutant, mutant and X-Men of all time, like, dies in the woods with a daughter he didn't know he had and is buried in a, in a, in a nameless grave in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. As is Professor X. Yes, by a bunch of kids who are the only people who will probably remember him. Yeah. And yes. so is Professor X. Professor X is buried by like some fucking fishing hole. Yeah. Yeah. God, that's depressing. But it's it's it works. It clicks. Yeah. Everything works. It does. It's and it's it a great ending to these characters, these actors, who have said that they don't want to come back, which I I one hundred percent support. And I do love. I back. just like there's there's something that's kind of it's not funny, but I find it very entertaining. Like that. Logan, by the end of it, is so fucking beat down and tired and exhausted and hurt. He resorts to using a gun. <laughs> it's I kind love, of awesome. I love that, too. He just shoots Richard Grant There's in the head. Spoilers. something about him pulling a gun on someone, and you're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Richard Grant, my pick for the you're reverse flash. Of... It's going to happen. I, you're I... made of claws. <laughs> Why do you have a gun? He was, he was supposed to be Mr. Sinister at one point. Everybody thought. thought he was Mr. Sinister. He, that was He was supposed to be Mr. Sinister in this movie. I guess they're moving him on to either Deadpool 2 or Dark Phoenix. Yeah. Oh, fuck. I want him okay. to be in Deadpool 2. I think he is in Deadpool 2. I, think, I don't think yes. he's in Deadpool 2. Yes! Yeah. I, mean, I love Mr. Sense. Sinister so much. Yeah. So, much that, so much that Age of Apocalypse uh, fucking stinger. God. <laughs> I mean, the more we forget from that movie, the better. So, uh. I forget that movie even exists. We're gonna really forget that movie when fucking Dark Phoenix comes out and we're all disappointed all over again. Yeah. <sighs> Boy, I, I, I have to say, for as good as Logan is, and as good as, like, Days of Futures Past and First Class was, um, and, like, uh, X Men 2 is fantastic, but, like, man, they shit the bed real hard in a new fucking series for that, those movies. Yep. You, have, you have a fucking astounding cast, and you manage to tie really? the time up, and then yeah. you, you, you do Age of Apocalypse and just, just fucking defecate all over the quality steps you made forward. Oh, that was really, that was Brian really paving the way for Marvel to come in, come in and fucking swing and, their and, big and, dicks around. Fix that universe. Yeah. Anyway, <sighs> that's all I've got to say about Logan. Yeah. So who's who's was that? That was my number two. Okay. We've already we cut my number one, so my list is done. Yeah, we, except for my pick. I don't think I did my number two. Yes, we do Hunter's number two now, I guess. Yeah. Uh, mine is Last Jedi. <laughs> okay, that's my number yeah, I one. I don't disagree. Okay, then. Um, I don't disagree with that at all, and I love that movie to death. Yeah, I love yes, that movie I, too. It's... So, this is... Okay. I I'm suggest gonna... we don't just we go light in the spoilers because it's still very fresh mm-hmm. i do i do want to like i have this one nitpick with fans that i have to yes, please because i've got i dozens. have to get it off my chest <laughs> i'm so sick and goddamn tired of people complaining about luke skywalker in this movie yeah they, they can I, shut up let me let Every me say this because that's not really a spoiler everyone kind of knows his position um he says it himself in this movie the Jedi are an order that is defined by failure. Nothing yeah. they do has worked Why? in a long time. So the fact that he would actually repeat the same mistake because he was taught by the same people who made the same mistake makes fucking sense. Of Why course would... he would be disillusioned with the idea of being a Jedi. Yeah. Being a Jedi sucks. But at the end, and Luke like... is still wrong, which I also love. 
Why yeah. would any human being, alien or otherwise, like, why would they ever, after going through what the Skywalkers go- went through, why would any of them want to be a Jedi? That's true. Yeah. That's fair. Why? But Their yeah. bloodline, like, everyone's like, oh, the Skywalker bloodline is 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 sacred. It's fucking tainted. It's well, cursed. I mean, Anakin Skywalker ruined everything for everyone. Okay, you, like you, you could Jedi... argue that there's a reason that they weren't weren't supposed to procreate. <laughs> there's yeah. a reason they're supposed to be celibate. Yeah, because um, of things like this. But um, it, it's here's the thing: like the Jedi put all this stake into the idea of a chosen one. Someone's gonna come along and bring balance to the Force, and our idea of balance is to completely annihilate the other side. That's not balance. That's dominance. That's right. not. Yeah. That's it's not. That's not how that works. Like, balance is two opposing sides holding the same amount of weight. The force. Yes. The force is balanced. Yes. Here's yeah. the thing. They just built religions around it. Yes. That's all that happened. Ray, Ray comes out and says that she she in her in her you know first of all that scene is hysterical when she's like reach out and she's like and he fucking tickles her with a fucking branch like, <laughs> yeah, <it's> like <laughs> Mark Hamill's goofy ass face with his tongue he's like <laughs> can you feel it what's it feel like what's it feel like. <laughs> um, but she sees both sides, and there's no denotion of good or evil. There's nothing. It's just no. it's nature. There's nothing. They just yeah. built religions around it, and they're fighting. That's it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a fucking millennia long squabble over who's right. And you yeah. could like you could like argue like the extended universe stuff, like the Sith little rule of two and stuff like that. That's just that's just. But greed. it's also and, like but it's also with this movie, it's like, dude, like we need to really get over the stuff that happened before by not repeating the same mistakes and by acknowledging that like a lot of what we did was either destructive or, you know, or wrong. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, like, all like, about my, not my, letting your future be influenced by your past. Yes. And my point about Anakin is like the Jedi put all this fucking stake into a chosen one. He's going to balance the force, going to balance the force. And then under their own fucking supervision, they let a super powerful Sith Lord take control of like the galactic government and annihilate the Jedi with one of their own prominent students who is supposed to, you know, be the hero. Like, how fucking stupid are you? <laughs> like... the, Jedi, the Jedi are an order who are defined by hubris. Yep. They, are, just... they, they are so proud and fucking noble and arrogant that they, 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 they are the instrument of their own doom. Yeah. Yeah. It's like well, it's just it so hard for people to, to do it this way. It's so hard for people to accept that like their their characters can be flawed. Like Luke understands like how fucked up it all is. Like that they that everything they did, everything was for nothing. And be- like, and like a lot of people will will they bring up the I'm not gonna say exactly what it is, but like the Ben Solo thing. Right. You say this. If you're if you've been taught nothing but one side of the story as a Jedi, and suddenly something comes along that instills that much fear in you, your first instinct is to strike it down. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. First instinct would be this has to be purged. Yeah. And then yeah. common sense took over, and he's like, "Oh my God, I can't do this." That's my nephew. Like, and, yes, yeah. and like, that's that's what broke him is the fact that he's. Like, I think it's the fact that like it shattered his mind and like his perception of everything because it's like. Everything he knew as a as a young as a young adult and probably as a you know as a middle aged man is flawed and it's full of holes and it it caused him nothing but pain and suffering. So of course he'd be like, 
no, fuck this. Like, I'm just going to go. Like, yeah. like I, I failed my sister. I failed my friend. I failed my family. Like, there's nothing left for me to do except go hide. And yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, but what did Yoda and Obi-Wan do after the Jedi collapsed? They ran away and they hid on desolate garbage planets and fucked off for 20 years. Yeah. Don't even tell me that's not what Jedi do. <laughs> yeah. To, uh, well, I mean, Hunter, this is yours, so you can go ahead. You take the lead. Uh, like, I don't know. I this, I really liked it. I'm not saying it's a perfect movie, because I think there's some pacing issues with it. And like, Yeah. <sighs> Canto Bite is a, is a slog. Yeah, it is. It's, it's a, a bit of a... Uh, it's not see, as that's... bad as people made it out to be, but it is pretty. It's rough to get through. No, but see, I, so, I, I, so anyone who is saying Rose is worse than Jar Jar, I'm gonna punch you in your mouth. Oh, those people can shut up. Those are racists. I'm I'm sorry. Like, I, I don't care if you have legitimate complaints about Rose. Awesome. You I I really like her. She's no, great. and like here's the thing: Th- those those kinds of people got so vocal that I think mm-hmm. like the Star Wars social media account on Facebook spoke out and said like all of you need to pipe the fuck down and stop like like our, like we stand by our casting choice and this character full stop go away can I, yeah can, and also can As we they should. rose's story and the stuff with her sister it's some of the best stuff star wars has ever done it shows yeah. you it shows you the act what star wars always seems to hide from and that it's like the fucking side effects of war these are war yeah. movies mm-hmm. people yeah. yeah, it's war. Yeah, like, it, it war. did what I liked about Rogue One so much. Is it like it grounded things in a reality that even though it's completely fake, it felt real. It felt also, believable. I do want to say, uh, what the fuck is Benicio del Toro doing? What even <laughs> is that? What is that? So I, I, I said it in the chat. It's, it's probably the most Benicio del Toro he's ever been. Yes. No, no it's in the eighties. Space verbal. Um, you know, I, I said it. He went full, uh, full license to license to kill. Uh, Benicio. Been, That's what we got there. He has his fucking his like tick is so like inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like a... I don't understand what he's it's, doing. It's, it's so inconsistent that it's believable. I'm like, yeah, he looks like a fucking space tweaker who like, who who just basically <laughs> makes his living by swindling anybody he can find, and then takes his winnings and goes get fucked up on him. Yeah. <laughs> like, Great. I, we finally met after 40 years of Star Wars, a Star Wars junkie. Like, yeah. <laughs> someone but, uh... who's clearly not put together and lives a <laughs> shitty lifestyle. Yeah. But I do love, like, that. he wasn't revealed to be the secret master coder, also. Like, yeah. that's still Justin Thoreau's character. Who? Okay. <laughs> Was that guy... That guy's a cameo, right? Yes. That dude? The star okay. of The Leftovers was yeah, a throwaway cameo and i love it you look familiar and i was like this is like framed in such a way that Dude, I no, the cameos that the cameos of this movie and especially the ones that are cut are insane um that the the fucking the royals uh both princes were in this movie henry and what's his face yeah what? Uh, tom hardy is in this movie somewhere um yeah, he's, there is an alien on the blu-ray he's gonna show there, up there is an alien that is specifically designed to look like uh carrie fisher's dog and mm-hmm. she, he's in the casino. Awesome. Um, That's amazing. Joseph yeah. Gordon-Levitt oh. is the guy who's like, I told him not to park on the beach. They shouldn't yes. park on the beach or whatever. Yeah, I, um, I kind of knew that was him because it sounded like him. Yes. Quick side um, note. Which um, I, think is a, I think it's a really cool thing that all these, like, 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 even with Force Awakens, Daniel Craig being a stormtrooper is the coolest thing. And yeah. it's, I'm like, 
Is Daniel Craig a big old nerd? Y'all, y'all know I love that. <laughs> y'all know that was my favorite that make, part. That would make me so fucking happy to learn that Daniel Craig is a massive Star Wars geek. So what are two like... things. Two things real quick. Um, one with the Daniel Craig. Apparently they were doing some sort of sound work for Force Awakens when, um, I believe, Skyfall, was it? Or was it? Yeah, Spectre. Skyfall. Oh, Spectre, Spectre, thank you, was being done. Oh, man. He and got... they, they have At least he was in the him. better movie. I mean, yeah. I'll say this. Um, My favorite te- two minutes of Daniel Craig in that year were not from the film called Spectre. So. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing was Mark Hamill actually had a second role in Last Jedi. Yes. He oh, was he the was, voice oh, of God, the yeah. little the little thing that was trying to use BB-8 as a, a slot machine. What? That's Grimland. amazing. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, um, but my my biggest thing with the movie was it delivered more than I could ever expect it to based on trepidation going in. No, because it took everything that was safe about the first film and just like mm-hmm. was like, nope, fuck all this, yeah. nope. It, and it's it's been said to death, but like after Force Awakens came out, the 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 biggest criticism was this is too safe. It feels too much yeah. like New Hope. And yeah. then like, finally, fi- let's let's be real. How many true Star Wars sequels exist that don't rely on stuff that happened immediately previously? Nothing. Like, None I mean, of them. Felt nothing like exists. the actual first the prequel, time the series the decided to make kind a movie. Of do that? Yeah, but like this is the first time the series actually felt like it took a step way into the future to ensure the safety of the story and the franchise by closing chapters and clo- fucking closing whole books. On stuff that's been just like open and kind of you know left unsaid for 20 30 years yeah yeah it's just it's just so good and yeah yeah i just really love it it's committed to tearing down tropes like yeah i'm not i'm really trying to avoid spoilers but like hey let's let's take the idea of this fucking ambiguous cloaked fucking deformed baddie and let's fucking get rid of him hey goodbye yeah because and, and and he hey here's some uh here's some backlash to criticism about that how much did you all know about Palpatine before Return of the Jedi? Not a fucking thing. Because no. guess what? Also, that was the first movie he was in before fucking the prequels happened. And if you're so, lucky enough to see the unedited version, unlike me and Hunter, who oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure we His both weird grew up frog with eyes. the... Yeah. With the, yeah. Yeah. With the the edited the chopped and screwed we, parts, we, we didn't get the chimpanzee eyes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. no, that's I grew up with that. That was so. Yeah. I, f- I feel like Snoke is more of a symbol than he is a character. Yes. Oh, he's a red he's, herring. He, he, yeah. He's, a, yeah. he's from a pup named Scooby Doo. Well, um, let's let's be careful, guys. I, I'm not I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying. No, I'm he's just saying in the long run, he doesn't matter. Like, yeah. 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 He doesn't. Like yeah. R- Ryan Johnson before the movie was came out, he said, you know, we didn't learn anything about Chief Palpatine uh, until the prequels. We exactly we nothing. Um, he his. His first movie has him sit in a chair, spout evil lines, and then get dumped down a reactor core. Right. That's his yep. first actual on-screen role. Yeah. Yep. And even in the prequels, mo- you don't learn much. All of the stuff. Oh, no, you really... don't learn a fucking thing. All you learn is that he's evil and he fucking loves it. Yeah. You learn the yeah. most about him in Darth Plagueis. Yeah. That's it. You learn a lot yeah. about him, like, like when he was a little bit young in some of the legends material uh you get the sense that he was kind of like a he was kind of like a mobster um in a way kind of yeah he he was just he was just some dude who just really wanted power essentially like so uh yeah uh the one the one last thing i wanted to bring up about uh 
Last Jedi was talking about uh, what is it? Candor Blight is the name of the uh, Candor Blight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Blight. That felt, and I didn't mind any of that part. I really didn't. I was, I loved the movie the whole way through, but I really felt like that was the most Lucasy part of the entire movie. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. Super yeah. heavy CGI, like just you know, it, it wants to show all these fantastic creatures, and it's very heartwarming. But I do like, like I do like the creature designs in this movie. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. some of the things you see in the background, you're like, "Ooh, what is that?" Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I thought mm-hmm. the foghorns they took a little bit longer. They took up more of the movie than I thought they should. But the yeah. shot of them riding on that beach with the moonlight behind them that that's a beautiful yeah. shot. That's a gorgeous yeah. shot. Yeah. Um, um, I think we can move on from this though before we uh, also one yes. more thing, one more thing, yeah. one more thing. Porgs are better minions. Oh yeah, yes. porgs are. Yeah. If yes. you porgs don't are porgs, you're, you have a problem. Well, here's the thing. Uh, okay, here's the my last final thoughts of this movie, and here's my comment about Porgs. This movie even addressed people's problems with stupid little sci-fi creatures from Star Wars. Because you know what happens to them? They get eaten. Yeah, yeah, it's mm-hmm. great. Chewie oh. fucking eats one and then feels bad about it, and then, <laughs> and then takes them aboard. Takes the them on board. And, 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 like, and the movie is fucking mean to them. They get shot. They get fucking blasted around the fucking. Well, they're rats. People they're are, rats. People are swatting them out of the way. They're getting backhanded. Mm-hmm. They're getting abused. Like I this love movie. Them. This movie does not think of porgs highly, no. and I like neither should you. They're just little fucking rodents. Like, <laughs> okay. did you know why they're in the movie? No, they couldn't get rid of the puffins in the movie, so yep. they just made them animals. Oh my yep. god, what? Yeah, they, yeah, they just yep. they just added big big old cute eyes to these real creatures. Oh my god, that's fantastic! Like, yeah. it's it's literally making lemonade out of lemons. It's great. Uh, that makes me appreciate their presence so much more. Is like, I right, fuck it, they're Star Wars creatures now. <laughs> they, fucking, they took a, like a nuisance and turned it into a merchandising for that. That's yeah, so it's fucking smart. Great. Yeah. Um, yeah, all I, right, let's move on. I would, was... One last thing though, I just I'd like to say that we should do an episode about either Force Awakens and Last Jedi or just Last Jedi. Yeah. I, I, I brought up my arguments for it, so. I've thought about it. I'm sure there's a lot for everybody to say. Um, yeah. Uh, who's who's left for number uh, two? I guess my number two is the last one that's been unspoken, right? So, I believe so, yeah. Okay, yeah. so my number two, also again, another one that came out early in the year. Uh, it's probably been forgotten about. It's the reason that I emphasized a uh, movie about a super villain uh, earlier on. Um, came out... Is it, is it what I think it is? Uh, maybe. It came out... Uh, uh, second week of January, I believe. Um, oh God! It came out in the dead it, month. And so, it, and is it a? Is it quite a? Is it what a twist? Uh, you could say that. You could say that there's a reveal at the end of the movie that completely changes. What a it. twist! And uh, it's the one time oh! where I got really this is... fucking pissed off in the oh! fucking chat because I told everybody not to fucking look up the ending. And all y'all no. fuckers decided no. to just look it up. <laughs> yep. Okay. I know exactly what you're talking so, about. So, this is the most insane twist I've ever yeah, seen I, in a okay. movie. Thing. I, I, don't, I don't regret looking up when you told me because, like, when you add that kind of, like, when you, here's the thing. When you dangle that kind of meat in front of me, I'm, I'm going to bite. Like, it's just going to happen. It's um, who I am. But, if, but if, I, if I went to the theater and, like, sat there and just absorbed that, um, my reaction, I don't even know. I wouldn't even be able to explain my reaction. Yes. I, I, like, it would have yeah. been like it would have been like it, it it wouldn't have been glee it would have been like huh? yeah. yes that's so this is why like, this I is reacting like a caveman who saw a smartphone for the first time i'd be yeah. so confused and like excited at the same time like yes. like what is this this is interesting but I, how what this is why 
split from Jan- from January of this year. It feels so long God. ago. Uh, is my uh, number two. Um, well, this makes perfect sense because this is the, these splits and Unbreakable are rooted in comic book love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And it's just, it's it's, it's so a super villain origin story. Yeah. Uh, it's the first but one we've don't... gotten, I believe. Uh, and I love and that. You don't, I, you don't know off. that. No, you don't know at all. You just think you're watching a horror movie. Yeah. And my yeah. approach to superhumans is very interesting because it's not like. Like, nobody can fucking fly and nobody has heat vision, but, like, it's super simple things that make people kind of interesting. Like, Bruce Willis' character, he doesn't look very intimidating, and he's not very, like, he doesn't look like anything much, but if you hit him with a train, nothing's going to fucking happen to him. Yeah. Yeah. The, he just said... Breakable, he is invincible. Mm-hmm. Except like, for water. And Mr. Glass became like, um... smarter because he was picked on and because his body was broken. Like... Yes, he has to adapt. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. it's basically like that show Misfits. I don't yeah. know if you ever heard of that show, but mm-hmm. like, it they all have like really innocuous powers, right? And but but Split, the dude from Split has a crazy power set his, that his, I think is kind of broken. His power is rooted in mental illness. Right. Like, he's a fucking he's a fucking boss character from and a fighting game. That, like, <laughs> if you pay attention, his origin is rooted in the events of the first movie. Yeah. His father Kinda, got yeah. on a train. That's yep. where he gets his powers from. The fact that his father is dead. His father, guess which train he got on? He got on Bruce oh. Willis's train. He oh. was on the train that Bruce Willis crashed in and that Bruce Willis survived from. Yep. So everything is connected. And I remember watching the movie and thinking, that train's important for some reason. It's got to be important. There's a reason that they're pointing out the train. What does this connect to? What does the? And I had to think back. I hadn't seen Unbreakable yet, so I couldn't connect the dots really um if i had oh my god i would have though i totally See, would have. i actually i actually hadn't i still haven't seen all of unbreakable um uh, and i it's think really good. this movie's it's... existence actually makes the idea of going back and re- watching it now all the more interesting yeah you and, should. So, and the fact that they're making a movie called glass is just like yeah and like anya taylor joy presumably has a power we don't know what it is but she probably will it develop seems one. like and that's that's my other thing about emma shaman's interpretation of superhumans it seems like these people's abilities are rooted in trauma yes that's which the is thing. Really, like it takes some kind of event to bring it out of them which is really cool yeah I love um that. and i love the fact like james mcavoy's character is, is like i said his power is rooted in mental illness and like his control over it is is terrifying yeah. also his performance in this movie is not spoken of highly enough. No, it's not. No. He is operating literally on a, a dozen plus levels. Like at, at the, when they're showing him in the computer files, doing all these other personalities you don't get to see. Mm-hmm. You get to see exactly how much work he had to do. Yeah, because he's he's, he's only one person with one haircut with one voice. Like right. he can only do so much physically, but the little tools he has, he runs for miles with. Like. Yeah. His his performance is Hedwig. Um, uh, I can't remember the old guy's name who has uh, OCD. Um, uh, Kevin. Uh, Kevin and um. Or wait, is it Barry? Uh, no, it's not Kevin. Kevin's the real name. Kevin's his real name, isn't uh, it? Barry. Yes, Kevin's his real name. For personality, it's him. It's it's uh, you know. I don't remember who the tough one is, but yeah. Yeah, and then and then the the old woman. I'm like, those are three distinct performances. They're not the same in any way. No, he's fucking Thomas Cavanaugh. And he's, and he's Thomas, phys- Thomas Cavanaugh. And, like, and he's. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and like when he when they're in Hedwig's room, 
and he's Hedwig for a second. She has the radio, and she's trying to talk to the guy who works at the zoo. And you slowly see Hedwig transform into the old lady. And it's mm-hmm. all in his face. And he's darkly lit, so it's hiding some little things. But it's all in, like, his and it, position changes, the way he holds it, yeah. himself. It comes down to the way he stands, the way he holds his hands. Like, when he's the old, when he's the woman, his hands are usually kind of folded down towards mm-hmm. his abdomen. It's very, like a school teacher or a nun. Yeah. And then he's, um, when he's the older guy with the OCD, like... His his face kind of gets a little more like kind of, I wouldn't say scrunch, but it gets more uh, direct. Mm-hmm. Uh, and his 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 expression is very very straight um, and very cold. And then Hedwig, his eyes are always lit up, and he's always kind of in awe of everything around him, and it's just constantly kind of upbeat and uh, it very obviously childlike. And the fact that he can go between all three of those within seconds is is amazing. Yeah, and and Annie T- Taylor Joy, she's just trying to keep up. Uh, and she does a good job, I think, but it's just yeah. like it's such an impressive movie. Such I, an impressive I, performance. she's, she's, I, she's very unexpected. Um, yeah, because I didn't know that that was her in The Witch. Yeah. Um, uh, and then yeah. she's in this too. I was like, if she starts to become a little scream queen, I wouldn't be upset about that. Yeah, yeah, she's in New Mutants later this year. It's becoming like a thing where she's in weird sort of horror movies. I'm disappointed I didn't see this in the theaters. Like, because I had the twist ruined for me before I got to see it. Like, it's the most insane twist I could possibly think of. It's the first time where someone told me an Enmai Chamlon twist and I wasn't angry about it. Yeah. 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 It's like, because it's like, it's a twist that. It's a twist that kicked off an entire universe, essentially. Yeah, yes, yes. yeah. it's a it's, it's not, a big it's, bang. It's not a twist for the sake of doing like uh you know a dramatic turn. Like someone told me about the twist of the village before I went in, and I was like, "There's no way it is as stupid as you're making it sound." Mm-hmm. And it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, I would it's argue it's worse. dumber. I think it's dumber oh, when it's you see worse. it. Like because is... I I went and saw the village, and I I left. I was like, I feel cheated. <laughs> And if nobody had told me the twist, I'd feel worse. Like I would have felt worse about it because I went and I was like, I was sold a monster movie in the woods, in a closed off, you know, uh, old timey society. Yes. And what I got was a fuck you. I think I'm smart twist that, like, actually, if you kind of pay attention to, I think it's given away um, early on. It's also just nonsensical and stupid. Mm. All right, with, um, with the village, it was. Uh... I mean, to show my age, like there were radio ads for it when that movie was coming out. And my one friend and I were talking about it because, I mean, it was still in my Shyamalan. He was a relatively new name on the scene, even with that movie. He had lived in Philly for quite a long time. And when he saw the trailer for it, he's like, oh, they're living in the current day because that red mark on the door is normally something they put on doors when they're going to condemn a building. And he's Whoa. like, and if you listen, and if you Jeez. listen carefully during some of the trailers, you can hear like modern technology, like like a bulldozer or something in the background mixed in with the sound edit. So he knew before we even saw the movie, like that's what the twist is. And lo and behold, Ooh. yeah, that's that's interesting. And like and like and some of his twists break his movies, like Signs. Signs mm-hmm. is fucking scary as shit. Right up until until you realize up until Swing the... Away. The, the aliens are, are stupid because they invert, invaded a planet that's 70% their weakness. Yeah, That is the most immersion-breaking twist I've ever seen. That should have killed them the minute they landed on the planet. And because the moisture in the air should have been like acid yeah. to their skin. Yeah, yeah. But you know, like this twist, it's like if 
It's like if at the end of Baby Driver, uh, Simon Pegg showed up. Um, that's what it is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know what? I would love that so much. It is. It's, you know, it's very – and because it's a horror movie, it's actually very akin to um, way back in the 90s when Jason's mask is sitting in the dirt and Freddy's glove pops up and grabs yeah. it. Right. Like, it's supposed to kick off, like, you know, a new horror event. In this case, though, it won't take 20 years right. uh, or 10 years. <laughs> yeah. It just – God. It's, it's still just flabbergasting to me that he was able to make a stealth sequel to the movie that people wanted to see. I'm amazed that someone most. allowed him to do this. Yeah. Yeah. That, because, that like, too. let's be honest, he has burned a lot of goodwill. I'm surprised he, he walked up to anyone and said, like, I have an idea to kickstart another film that is actually a it, it's both, it's a prequel to Unbreak. It's a sequel to Unbreakable and a prequel to another movie. And I'm surprised someone who is in charge of things, like, you know, one of the movers and shakers wasn't like, get out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty amazing. Um, because let's be honest, like his name has become synonymous with like you failure. Oh, it's yeah. a joke. He's yeah. he's well known for like being in the offices of Disney and telling them to fuck off because they need him more than he needs them. Like he's yeah. he's well known for like kind of going a little megalomaniacal there. And well, he was he was being compared to Spielberg very yes. early on. So yeah. that kind of yeah. That that hurt him. A little I don't bit. know about that. Yeah, I don't know about that. Well, it was it was a real thing. There were there was a Time cover, I believe, that said that he's mm-hmm. the next Spielberg, and I can see how that might go to your head. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like, I gotta give it to him. This is like this is an underdog story. This is somebody who lost track of what they were supposed to be doing, and readjusted and came to the conclusion. Yeah. Well, my best movies are very minimal. There's not mm-hmm. a lot going on in those movies. It's all on screen and he went back to that. He's good at, you know, doing kind of weird shots that put you in a certain mood and portray a certain feeling and using that to his advantage and using atmosphere to make a really kind of freaky, terrifying movie in parts. And Split did that and then at the end you realize you've been watching a supervillain origin story the entire time, and it's it's my favorite experience in a theater the entire year, um, and it's been months. My my number one switch. Talk about that. So well, I don't I, I don't think anybody's have it. So there's not much to say. It's um, great. Uh, uh, that's it. We we do have our honorable worst pick of 2017 that we can all launch into. Who wants to go first with that one? Mine's bright. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> it's bright. It was something else, but then I walked oh, right. Oh man, that's um. That was so sudden. <laughs> oh, I had to say it. I I still haven't watched it yet because it's bad. I, I just uh, look. I I understand. I was kind of on the defensive line for Max Landis for a long time because. Oh oh really? I, oh really? I, oh, really? I, <laughs> hey, let me get to the point. I stood by a lot of the things he had to say that weren't terrible things. Because I didn't know he had said these terrible things. I like his, um, he has a YouTube video called Regarding Clark. And it's how he was very upset with how they treated Superman and Man of Steel. And it's a very impassioned speech about what he thinks Zack Snyder did to that character. And it's like, you are someone who clearly gives a shit about this character so much that you're willing to get on camera and talk about it. And I respect that. Mm -hmm. Um, And his, his, hold on, I'll get there. His interpretation of the death and return of Superman is hysterical. And yes, it features it weird celebrity cameos. Um, wrestling isn't wrestling is something that I would use 
to show someone like this is one of the the best descriptions of pro wrestling I've ever seen. Um, and his his like kind of geeking out for it, I find respectable. However, apparently he is a massive, massive, massive piece of shit who is nothing but a toxic human being. Yep. Um, I I learned I did learn that he his upbringing was very strange. He was put on lithium, I think, very young. Um, that what? doesn't that doesn't excuse his no, it does not. But that's no, weird. it doesn't. It is weird. He he was apparently shipped off to some private school very young. Um, uh, and then and then to learn I get serial his, killers at, to learn that his father may have been covering up some of the more shitty things he did in Hollywood mm-hmm. to protect him is all the more disconcerting. So, and yeah. the the coup de grace when it was Andy who brought it up, he said, yeah, he was on record saying it's a privilege to sleep with him, and he bragged about abusing his ex girlfriend. And that is indefensible, and I can't stand by anything with his name on it anymore. So not at all. Yeah. One of my honorable mentions was shitting on Max Landis for 2017. <laughs> I, I think I'd prefer that because I think by saying bright, you're throwing David Ayer into a blender, no, and I don't think not, he deserves you know that. What? I don't think he deserves it either because I think there's some stars in bright I like. Yeah, like, I like the I like the world around the central plot. But I mm-hmm. cannot stand that it is a cop movie at all. Yeah, that's my biggest problem with it, too, is it's kind of just a generic cop movie, but with a theme, with a filter. Yeah, with a over. magic wand, right. guys. It, a it, magic it looks wand. Like, this, it looks like Alien Nation, but with orcs. <sighs> that's, that's, yeah, that's the movie. Wow, if, Eric, that if this movie is so telling. If it was... If it was almost anything else I'd be 100% more interested in it because the world is so fascinating because it's right, like I remember okay so for those I've known about Max Landis before he was ever like a well known name and there was a podcast he was on years ago um, anybody who ever listened to any of the Smodco stuff might know it it's, uh, it's called Bagged and Boarded fun show fun mm. post Max was on that show years ago this is in like 2011 I think uh, so this is six years ago, and he was talking about this movie, and I remember hearing his pitch about it. And like one of the things that he wanted to show was like, you go to a gym and you're on the treadmill, and then on the treadmill next to you is a centaur, um, and then when you look outside uh, or on the TV, you see a tank riding down the street with a dragon right walking next to it. Yeah, it's fucking cool. Like I like it. Like yeah. I like the idea. Yeah, that idea is great. It's not in the movie. There's a throwaway shot of a dragon in this movie that pissed me off because it's like, so you're just gonna throw away wow. that there are dragons in this world. You're just gonna I throw that, that away. I forgot that was in it. You know what the worst part about this is the second time that they cocked us, teased us with a dragon. Yeah. Fucking hate it. Netflix. Just do it. Just yeah. do it. Yeah. Dra- dragons, maybe? No. Yeah. Yeah. God damn it, Iron Fist. Um. Uh, yeah. Is that all we want to say, Brett? That, yeah, that? that's, that's that's all I really had to say about it. Is I just okay. wish it was not a cop movie. Okay. Arlen, what's your worst thing of 2017? Um, I guess I'll say Iron Fist just because. I mean, why not? <laughs> I, I don't have... There's nothing uh, else that got as much scorn from me. Every, and me. Like, like, I would say... Here's the thing. I struggled to say Justice League because I had fun watching Justice League. I did too. Uh, I'm going to get to that momentarily. But, but, but um, yeah, so Iron Fist. So this is where we, I mean, we're not going to bring up Iron Fist again because we did 
Uh, you don't hurt my feelings, week. John Meyer. We have, we have done more than enough work on Iron Fist yeah. to last a lifetime. We did six hours, six golden hours. Go listen to them if you haven't. They're great. They're great. If you want to hear a bunch of people get really upset that they're watching, if you want to hear, if you want to hear my heartbreak live on podcast, yeah, it's like, great. It's it's pretty good. It's it's some of our best stuff. Um, and then you listen to Defenders right after and hear our like glee of of things being fixed. But um, yeah, it's 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 bad. <laughs> it's it's really bad. Uh, uh, yeah, fuck boardroom scenes. Um, <laughs> we're uh, back Eric. to the boardroom. Um, well, based on what you just said, uh, Connor, maybe you and I aren't going to have the same thing, but, uh, my worst thing of 2017 was Star Wars fans slash just fandom in general. Yep. Um. Shut the fuck up. I, it's not my pick, but please, yes, I agree, because let's go over the, um, the tidal wave that was November to December as far as fan reactions go. Just, let me, allow me to interpret. Four. What is this? A comedy? Why are there jokes in my Space Vikings movie? Justice League comes out. What is this? Comedy? What is this? A Marvel movie? Why are there jokes in this? God, I hate this. Star Wars comes out. Oh my God! Vomit, 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 vomit. Racism, racism, racism. Just, just bigotry, bigotry, bigotry. Left and right. Entitled why fans. Are there jokes right. in it? Why are there like jokes? Why, why this? Why this? Why that? I own this. This is my movie, not yours. Blah blah blah. I'm over it. I am over entitled. Um, me 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 fans. I am yeah. over. Yeah. People who keep it's... throwing SJW in my face every time someone who's not white gets cast in a role. No one's coming after your race. Calm the fuck down. <laughs> also, there's no such thing as the white race. Shut the fuck up. Exactly. Shut the fuck up. Like I've I've been involved in nerd culture for a very long time, and there's always been a certain level of toxicity to it. I will completely admit to that. But it has gotten to a peak level to me. Like it's disgusting how uh, how exclusive some of these people are trying to make things. And guess the fuck what? You don't matter in the long run. Yeah. The only thing don't, these companies care about is your money. Yep, and, and you, you and need you, to and shut you, the fuck up. And you have happily paid it every single time, You're despite despite idiots. the diarrhea that comes out of your mouth. You want to really show your disinterest or your discontent with the product? Do what I do. Just block it from your life. I don't have a yeah. WWE subscription anymore. I don't watch their TV, and I haven't watched their pay per view since the mm. summer. That product is dead to me and i am much happier not thinking about it and then when someone does remind me of it i remember i once again remember that it's terrible and i laugh at it and walk away yeah if you are no longer enthralled by something and if it's no longer i, I don't want to use the words for you because that also triggers people apparently but if you don't like something anymore take your shit walk away walk Here, away mm-hmm. here's my kind of problem with it is no one knows what they fucking want anymore. Like, no, they just fucking they just want to they just want to yell into the ether. That's all they want. Yep. They just yeah. want. Yeah, they, they just think, they, they want think they want people fucking... to agree with them. And when you ask them what what was wrong and to defend why they didn't like something, which is a reasonable request, they freak mm-hmm. out on you. And yeah, then they have the same thing over. Then and they over have that girlfriend come in and yell at you. See, and here's the thing: like with regarding Star Wars. My buddy from Movie Dumpster did not like Last Jedi. He and I have not had a one cross word yet. Right. Because everything I've said and everything he's said, both of us are like, okay, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. And then well, that's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
called reasonable conversation about but subjects. When you're, but when, you're, when your criticism of something is like, when it makes it very obvious that A, you weren't paying attention, and you just kind of want to sound hip or cool or interesting, and you want to start a conversation that's all purely reactionary, or you, you interpret a movie in a way that is so appallingly off-base, that's when you get shit from that, you deservedly so. It's, it's yeah. especially hilarious with Last Jedi, because of what if Last Jedi is about, essentially. Like, because mm-hmm. it's a movie about, like, your heroes suck. Like, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. It's about like, destroying like the past I, to create a when, pathway for the future. A, a friend of mine, who I won't name, but he is he's Mr. Bad Take, who I've quoted in the chat room a bunch of times. Um, he told me Logan was boring and predictable. And I was what? like, huh? you did not what? see the same movie other people did. He's like, oh, we all knew Logan was going to die. I'm like, dude, the whole fucking no. world knew Logan was going to die. That was a given. That the, the movie was about death, okay? The wasn't, movie was, like, wasn't him laying in the grass one of the posters? Dude, his bloody-ass hand was in the trailer. Like, he was going to die. Yeah. Um, yeah. But he, he hand-waved all the seriousness away from it and only pulled these nonsensical things that he didn't like about it, and that was his assessment of the entire ordeal. Oh, you mean And like I was that, like, uh... that's not a respectable opinion. That's nitpickery. That right. sounds like that uh, that link to those that review that I uh, found about Last Jedi, where somebody said uh, it got too political, it burned down the past. Like, oh, you mean all the things that it did that were completely different and new and interesting in a Star Wars film? Yeah, like I, this is. I had a similar problem with people who last year when Rogue One came out said it was too political, and also. This is my message. I don't think it was Nazis political again. enough. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't understand my 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 or people's aversion to when things get political. Mm-hmm. I don't know where people have been for the last hundred years, but their entertainment has always been in. Oh, yeah, entertainment is political. Dude, go back and watch horror movies from the forties and fifties. It's all about the fucking Red Scare and the yeah. the secret agent who is infiltrating your country and the bomb and all this other stuff. It's stuff that's so tame and like you're like. Oh, nuclear war. That's part of fucking everyday fear now, so it's not really that scary. And for the 40s and 50s stuff, or about a black person dating your daughter. Yes. Like, that's, it's it's all of these things that exist in the world around you, and civil you can't war, expect... The mm. first Civil War event is rooted in the Patriot Act. Yeah. Of course it's all political. It's always been political. You mean yeah. space Nazis aren't political? <laughs> what? Like, like yeah, Nazis. like like They're the most ob- the most obvious allegory for Nazis ever, and people are like, it's too political. F- motherfucker, it has always been. I mean, yeah. I can go back even further to before movies and before TV. Uh, uh, Harold Harry Houdini was political by saying yeah. that there is no such thing as ghosts. By saying yep. <laughs> that you cannot speak to ghosts, Dude, to spiritualism. I, I, you know what? That I'll was a back. political stance. I'll go back once. I'll go back even further than that because I'm I'm kind of learning this through playing Assassin's Creed Origins. Way back when, if someone wrote a play that might have been inflammatory, you might have been killed for it. Yeah, yeah. If you spoke out against your political leader way back then, you were killed. So they did it you know, creatively through through theater, and no one was the wiser. Do you, you really know, think Hamlet be... was about Denmark? Do you honestly? <laughs> I want people to be honest with themselves. Do you really think Shakespeare was writing about other people? Do you really think he wasn't yeah. commenting on the time? Did you know during yeah. presidential debates they would like argue about bloodlines, like back in the day, they would argue about bloodlines and shit like that. Like, uh-huh. also, like especially in America, like you want to get upset over the marriage of politics and entertainment. Let me let me let me really pull the curtain back for you. 
politics embraced the idea of entertainment a long time ago. What do you yep. think a presidential debate is? A presidential debate is a wrestling promo on TV with people in suits. That's all it is. It's yeah. two people going, oh, man, this fucking Sunday at the polls, I'm going to body. It's, it's the fucking can't be a shit. It's completely unnecessary, and we do it for TV ratings. That's yep. it. That's yeah, all it's, it's advertisers. For. Donald Trump it's... is president because this country loves entertainment. That man has a Hollywood star in the walk on the, on the Walk of Fame. Like, we are a entertainment and celebrity obsessed society. Yeah. Stop yeah. getting angry when politics getting your entertainment. Your entertainment's getting in your politics for years. Calm I mean, down. When Nixon, he didn't lose the election because of this, but when he kind of loses an election because he looked nervous on TV. That's yeah. when things started to blur, and saying that you want your politics Ron, and your entertainment separate Ron, became silly. Ronald Reagan, Ronald Reagan was a fucking actor, okay? Right. He had that a movie his most notable role was acting with a monkey. He yeah. also, yeah. he also, in his spare time, he was the GE spokesman. That, yep. like, you would show videos of GE products and like him, like being an ad guy for GE to children. I mean, yep. Let me put a slam dunk on this, because that way we can see this topic for good. The current president of the United States of America, the sitting ch chief of staff, took a stone-cold stunner at WrestleMania on in front of thousands of people. Yep. Shut the fuck up and sit the fuck down. It's all a joke. Yeah. And by the way, it's the worst stunner in the history of stunners. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, also, yeah, just... Oh, yeah. go ahead. No, I was going to say, fun fact... Uh, if anybody who's listening to Comic Bunny, you've probably heard of this already. Uh, Donald Trump doesn't understand comedy. He doesn't understand no. jokes. Yes. Uh, he so... doesn't laugh. He doesn't laugh, period. Yeah. So, just um, one last time, unless you are directly involved in making one of these things that you love, shut the fuck up. Or have shut a good up. point to make up. about it. Have a yeah, good exactly. point. That there are that's, that's better. That's not. We're not saying there aren't good arguments against something you didn't like. Right. There's plenty of those. However, you're not loud enough because the yeah. people who are who are acting irrationally and childish are the ones who are loud, and that's the yep. problem. And that's the sad part about it is that they're always going to be loud, and they're just going to get louder. And okay. hopefully, along the along the line, in the future, like there's a louder, you know, or at least a more balanced part of the conversation because yeah. it's not very balanced right now. Right. Like there's there's a not to keep going. There is a petition to shut down Rotten Tomatoes for giving Slash Jedi a, a high score, which is the most <laughs> profound misunderstanding of anything I've ever seen. God damn it. <laughs> okay. 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 Why has... Is it change.org or whatever? I don't remember what site it is. Why have they not banned the word Rotten Tomatoes from their subject lines? Yeah, and like, like that's, the, that's my favorite fanboy reaction of anger, is to petition, petition. to get a website shut down. Also, that how many of these things have we seen? How many of these positions have we dealt with at this point? Dozens. Dozens it's... and dozens. I think the same week, there were people petitioned to get Zack Snyder fired and people petitioned to get the Justice League final cut released to the theaters. Yeah, and they're I mean... Fucking, they're all fucking idiots. And they when Force Awakens they think... came out, they wanted George Lucas back. Like, I don't know. It's so dumb. They just don't know what they want. They're all just yelling at the same time. Yeah. Yep. Oh. So let's let's get to my uh, let's get to my my worst pick of 2017. Yeah, This is uh yeah, it won't be it's this is not really it's not too heavy of a conversation. But uh This is our longest show ever. So I was Justice League Justice League is already out on YouTube in various forms. It's already out in it's already out in HD, just Korean subtitles, that's it. 
So whilst <laughs> whilst falling down a YouTube rabbit hole, I just got I came upon the Superman resurrection sequence. I was like, hey, cool, let's watch this. And then I watched it again, and then I watched it again, and then I watched it again because something was really bothering me about this sequence, and it hit me. Superman's entire reaction once he sees Batman is complete and utter horseshit. And it's a huge step back for whatever the fuck they were trying to do with this movie and almost breaks the movie in half it, because it's, it's completely... It, it, Superman so you... back and instantly, instantly gets a huge raging boner for murder, so grabs Batman thing. by the face and growls in his face, Do so here's the thing, it stops the movie. Like it stops a, the movie dead. Yep, it's just like it's a dead stop. Because it's one thing to get like like Diana's like he's confused, isn't where he is. Okay. Does that excuse when he tried to turn Flash into pudding by punching him as hard as he could? If he connected with those shots, he would have murdered Barry. Um he beats the shit out of Wonder Woman. He headbutts her into the fucking cement and then threatens to murder Batman in front of the police. So then then you... Lois rolls up and screams, Clark, that cat's out of the fucking bag. So she just identified a dead man in public as the Superman. Fuck you. Fuck the entire scene. I was having a conversation with it about this recently. I described it as you know. Have you ever seen the the Disney roller coaster Expedition Everest? No. Do you know what that is? So it's it's like it's Mount Everest, and there's a point where you reach tracks that are like ripped up in the ground, and then the roller coaster starts to go backwards. That's how I felt watching that scene. It's such a huge step back, and like it is the most unnecessary callback to Batman vs Superman in the entire film. It's and like why it would you do this? Like like all you could have, all you needed to do was having backhand Bruce grab Lois and say, I don't trust you. I will never trust you. Leave me and my family alone. Yeah. That is what Superman would have done. Not grab him by the face and threaten to kill him in broad daylight where virtually an entire city can see you because you're in a big fucking open field. Um, in front of in, a giant statue in of In front of the statue of you in front of, in front of the police. It doesn't matter if Batman's a wanted vigilante. He's still a man, and he wasn't fighting you, and you threatened to kill him. To be fair what about the Clark the thing. Fuck? To be fair about the Clark thing, like, he's a god. What are they going to do? Yeah. I mean, yeah, but, like, at the end of the movie, he's in disguise, and, like, the fucking farm. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, what is the relevance of this? Why are you yeah. hiding? Why did yeah, you tuck but... into the alleyway to take off your, your trench coat? If if Lois can run into public and scream your first name in front of a bunch of law enforcement, like that wouldn't take much for them to be like, hey, yeah, she showed up and called him Clark. Like a guy runs a newspaper in that city. That's probably not going to go very far before he gets to him. And be like, Lois knows a guy named Clark who's also Superman. Oh fuck. Yeah, like that. it's it, completely the whole illogical, and I find it detestable and offensive. And the fact that I got called out in it today really bothers me. <laughs> It's bad. That's it's my great. least favorite thing about 2017 because I didn't really think about – I didn't think about this pick too much because I sat down. I was like, 2017 was a year where I liked a lot of shit and not a lot bothered me. And I didn't go with Iron Fist because I was like – like I said, it's bad, but who cares? <laughs> well, and and we cover that almost every episode. Yeah, somebody yeah. makes a, an Iron Fist comment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's that. That's, that's, my, that's my, closing, my closing thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Well, time to all get swept away by tornadoes. What's funnier is like as he's as like the tornado's like sweeping him away, he's still going. He's like, Well, you know, Clark, sometimes it gets kind of good. Well, actually, actually, the effect would be he would be getting quiet as he went further away, and then his point would come back around. So, like someone going in and out of a nap, like, yeah, exactly. He's like, well, Clark, you can sometimes just kind of. That's why you let the horses die sometimes, so you can go. Down. And then you let the farm burn down. And... Exactly. Oh, that joke will never die. But I think we no, it's so funny. It's like 1:30 a.m. here, so we should have to yeah, yeah. give or take. I need to be up in six hours, also. <laughs> yeah, I have to be up in about five. So. Yikes. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay. Um. Out. Uh, nine? I'm good. Time travel. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not going to do, do an extended plug. Everyone knows who the fuck I am. Yeah. <laughs> you fucking know where to find me. Space Columbo. You, you look for it. You'll find me somewhere. Um, if you try to follow me on Twitter, I'll tell you to go fuck off. So. <laughs> uh, well, I will say that uh, maybe my Twitter activity will be resurrected because I've resurrected your pal Eobard Thawn. And I'm probably going to start a Twitter page for him and harass uh, DC celebrities. Nice. <laughs> Mainly, I want to ask, the first thing I want to do is make the Twitter account and ask Grant Gustin what his mother's name is. <laughs> and, then say, and then say, asking for a friend. <laughs> I have but, no plugs. But on that note, yes, I'm Connor, that's Eric, there's Arlen, there's Hunter, and that was 2017. Bye. 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 Fuck X Men Fuck you, whiny fans. <laughs> Fuck all y'all. And uh, watch David Ayer's earlier movies. <laughs> yeah, watch Fury. That's a good movie. It yeah, is. some good tank fights. You get some John Brunthal too. It's pretty good. Yes. Uh, uh, I'm gonna fight a tank. He doesn't body slam a tank. I'm a load to shell. <laughs> Fury 2. John Brunthal <laughs> body slams a tank. Doesn't he die in that movie? I think he does. Yeah. Everybody he dies at the end of that look, movie. It's the sequels. He comes back as a tank. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs>